Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. In this special r slash Entitled Parents episode, I'll be showing you three hours of the very best Entitled Parents stories from the past year. Starting with this one, in which a Karen outright lies to her seven-year-old daughter. Mum tells her child she can get anything she wants in a store, then gets mad when she doesn't get what she wants her to and refuses to buy her anything. One evening, while I was working by myself at the store I used to work at, a family comes in. It's a mum and a dad with two girls, one who looks about 10 to 12 and one who looks like she's around seven. As they're coming in, the parents tell the girls they can pick out one item in the store. They look around and the younger girl becomes interested in a small keychain makeup palette that's shaped like a flip phone. Kid makeup and not real makeup, I want to clear that up. Her mum goes into the clearance section and finds another makeup palette that's much bigger and has a lot more product than the one the girl wants. Since the bigger one is in the clearance section, they're roughly the same price. The mum tries to talk her into getting the bigger one, but the girl still wants to get the phone one. Yes, getting the clearance one is more practical, but that one isn't cute like the other one, and that's really all a kid that age cares about. The mum starts getting frustrated, and I get why. If you're spending money on terrible quality kid eyeshadow, you at least want to get a lot of the stuff. I can't remember how much the palettes were, but I think it was around $10 to $15, and nobody wants to spend that much on a little bit of makeup with a nice looking case. However, they did tell the kid she could get anything. From what I saw, no rules, no budget, no limits, and the way I see it is if you're going to give a little girl that kind of absolute freedom, you need to accept she's going to get something fun and impractical. The older girl decides she's going to get something at the next store they go to, and the parents seem like they're more than ready to leave. The younger girl isn't picking anything else or agreeing to get the big makeup palette. She just wants the phone. After a little more trying to convince her, the mum just tells the girl that she isn't getting her the phone, and she tells her that if she doesn't get the big makeup palette, she isn't buying her anything. And the mum's getting pretty angry with her. She asks her one more time if she wants the clearance one, and when the girl says no, she says, Okay, we're leaving. The girl gets really upset. Just before the family finally leaves, the mum says, I'm not buying something for you that you're going to lose. The worst part of working in a kid-centric store, which I was at the time, is listening to parents scold or argue with their kids. It's always awkward and you have to pretend you can't hear it or see it. Also, if she was worried about the kid losing it, we do have bags. She could also put it in her purse. There are ways to avoid that, just saying. I understand not wanting to buy useless things for your kid, especially if it's something breakable, like basically everything we sold in that store. But I just don't think it's fair to tell a kid you'll get them anything they want, then get mad at them for not wanting what you want them to, then refuse to buy them anything. Yeah, I completely agree with you, OP. If you tell a seven-year-old child that they can buy anything in a store, you can't expect them to buy the most practical thing or, you know, be the most efficient with their money. They're just going to buy what they want to buy. I kind of get your point about, okay, if you're going to get this much makeup for this price, let's get more for the same price. But ultimately, it's just a few dollars, isn't it? 10 to $15. And you've explicitly said to your daughter, get whatever you want. If you go back on that, you've just been lying to her and that is not a good precedent to set. Entitled teacher tells girl to go back to class while she she's waiting to see her grandma for the last time. So this happened to me when I was about in my last year of middle school. That day was hard on me and my family because it was the day that my grandma was gonna have her open heart surgery. 
and there was a last chance that she may not survive So that day my dad wrote a note to the school saying me and my older brother were to go down to the office To wait for him so that we could leave school early to go and see my grandma for what could have been the last time The time that my dad wanted to pick us up was during my spanish class So when it came to that time the office called my spanish teacher and had her send me down to the office to wait for my dad When I got there, my older brother was already there and it was silence as both of us were just sitting there feeling so many feelings. Then the awful teacher, who I don't even know her name, came over and this happened. Why aren't you in class? I was called down. My dad wrote a note, so I'm about to be picked up. Now I was feeling so many emotions at this point that I could barely comprehend what this teacher was saying Well, you should be waiting in class But my dad wrote a note and called for me to be down at this time Well, clearly he's not here yet. So you should have waited in class. I got called down You're already failing as it is You should have waited in the classroom learning because clearly he's not here yet So there's no reason for you to be down here My brother is down here too and you're not saying that he should be waiting in class He has good grades unlike you next time wait in class so you don't get even more behind Then she stood there in silence for a couple of minutes and left me sitting there wondering what I did The reason my dad had us wait earlier than he was there Was because both mine and my brother's classrooms were on the other side of the building from the office And he wanted to make sure we weren't late to see our grandma Luckily that day the hospital decided last minute to change to a different surgical procedure It was still being tested, but it had safer odds of survival and my grandma did end up surviving But i'll never forget how trashy that teacher made me feel. Yes, I was failing But she had no idea why I was in the office and if my grandma had have died that day I would have never forgiven her for making me feel terrible Honestly, you lot put yourself in op's position right here If your grandma did actually die that day, would you ever be able to forgive this teacher? So ignorant like come on you're a teacher surely student welfare and education in general and just being nicer kids should be top of your priority No Apparently not. You've got no idea about what's going on in this person's life. You're just having a go at them for no reason, making them feel even worse than they already do when you just have no idea. If their grandma had died, it could have been your fault that they weren't there. Like, how, how, that's, that's incredible. You know what I want to know as well? How did this teacher even know you were failing? You didn't even know their name. Like, really? Were they one of your teachers? I doubt it because you would have known who they were. So why was it in their interest to even talk to you in the first place? And especially coming along with this line of saying, no, you're failing. You need to get back in class. I don't care about your dad. Maybe think for a second. Oh, I wonder why dad's written a note to the school asking for his kids to come and be picked up Like just no didn't even go through her head idiotic and very very nearly extremely tragic Now moving on to our second story of today's episode, you know food doesn't stay warm, right? I used to work close shifts at a certain fast food restaurant Think gold and the letter after L. All right, so McDonald's in a remote location. Remote in that there was not just another down the road. Sorry to interrupt, guys, but I don't really understand why people who post on Reddit are scared of putting, you know, massive companies like McDonald's, the actual word, in their post. No one's going to know who you are from this, but anyway. Like, I would get it if it was just a small individual shop or something and you said the town, whatever, and you could be traced back to it. But McDonald's. No one's gonna know who you are op don't worry anyway This shift normally consisted of a mad dash around dinner and then nothing but the occasional drunk until closing I was working drive-through this particular night Which meant I was also closest to the office phone and would take calls I honestly don't remember this woman ordering but I sure as heck remember what followed It was about two hours until closing and the dinner rush was long over when this call came in 
This was a while ago, so I can't remember the exact dialogue, but it's fairly close. The phone rings. This is OP from McDonald's. How may I help you? You can explain to me why I've got a bag of cold, ruined food and crying kids. I'm sorry? I just brought dinner home for my children from your drive-thru. And it's cold. I promised my children McDonald's tonight and you've ruined it for them. What am I supposed to do now? What kind of establishment is this? She went on like this for a few minutes and I listened, initially sympathizing with her. Since food can sit in the ready tray for a while before being bagged. And while we do prioritize drive through they can get food which has been sitting for a while. I figured I'd let her vent and then give the standard response. Finally, she stopped for breath and I said, I'm very sorry about that. If we're particularly busy, then the food can get cold while we sort other orders. If you wanted to come in, then we can replace the food free of charge. First of all, I was in and out of drive through in a few minutes, so the ruined food is on you. Second, I cannot come in and get more. I live 45 minutes from town. My sympathy evaporated. I'm sorry. So where was the food when you drove home? On my car seat. For 45 minutes? Yes. You are aware that our food only has a 20 minute shelf life. It was bagged. I expect it to be warm. We only have paper bags. They don't keep the food insulated. I don't care. I expect hot food and a higher quality of service. I want a refund and I hung up. Now, I wish I could say that she was at our door screaming 45 minutes later, but nothing else came of it. My manager told me not to worry and we had a good laugh about it. I've got other stories from my time there, but that was my only customer whose entitlement extended to the laws of thermodynamics. Amazing. I mean, seriously, woman, how dumb can you be? I'm sorry, but 45 minutes... I don't even know why I need to explain this. It's just stupid, isn't it? 45 minutes in a car seat, you expect it to be hot? Even 20 minutes, I wouldn't expect it to be as hot as, you know, fresh, hot, out of the ovens or the fryers or whatever in McDonald's. That's the thing with drive throughs and, you know, takeaway in general. It's not always going to be as hot as you would get in the restaurant. I thought that was going to be very obvious to the vast majority of the population. Clearly not. I tell you what, though, that line at the end, that was my only customer whose entitlement extended to the law of thermodynamics i tell you what that's brilliant in all my years of reading entitled parents and entitled people's stories never have i ever come across a parent like this one who really did question the laws of physics to that extent it really is brilliant love it and now for our third story of today's episode yelled at for taking a shower and told that we need to communicate better okay so this literally happened yesterday My boyfriend and I share a single small bedroom with our little fluffy ball cat and have two roommates who each have their own room. These two are dating, by the way. Now, the guy roommate, who I'll call the jerk, is actually the grandson of the landlord. So you can guess that he usually gets special treatment, like $100 off rent. And his grandpa helps him with everything and is usually on his side. Now, our landlord isn't a crazy, mean person. He's actually the kindest man I've ever met, aside from my boyfriend. But he doesn't like to confront his grandson and usually tells him to not do that. Now, I also have anxiety due to past trauma, thanks to my mother. She would kick my door down and scream at me for hours. And I can't really handle yelling or being trapped in a room while someone yells. Remember this for later. Now, this all started after the jerk had finished cleaning the basement suite we all lived in. But before you yell at me saying we shouldn't be lazy and should have helped him clean, let me tell you, we've stopped cleaning. We clean after ourselves because for a while, the jerk's girlfriend would walk in with her shoes on and track dirt everywhere, even as we were vacuuming. 
purposely dragging her feet so she'd get all the dirt off on the clean rug. She doesn't like us. She would also cook pots of rice and then leave them for days and the rice would start to mold. Now, I'm not her maid, so I'd leave it for her to deal with when she got back. Her boyfriend was away at this point in time for two months and he usually cleans up after her. There's so much more, but I can't even name it all. Now, back to the main story. The jerk had just finished cleaning and apparently disinfecting the bathroom. My boyfriend and I did not know this since they never talked to us, and when they do, it's accompanied with a glare and passive-aggressive comments. Because of this, I usually only leave our room when I'm determined that they won't be out there when I leave. So, I asked my boyfriend if I could have a shower, a habit I've yet to break. He said yes, and I left, making sure they weren't there to glare at me. After the coast was clear, I entered the bathroom, locked the door, turned the fan on, and started my shower. After I got on the shampoo in my hair, I heard a loud slam from outside of the bathroom, the jerk's bedroom door, which I later learned. Jumping from the loud sound, my anxiety was already starting to show its head. But trying to ignore it, I continued on with my shower. A minute or so later, I hear the loudest banging on the bathroom door. Calling out, yes, and getting no response, I shrugged again and was about to wash my hair when another loud bang on the door started. Knowing I can't ignore it anymore, I quickly rinsed the shampoo out and exited the shower after turning it off, wrapping a towel around my very naked body, opening the door. Once I opened the door, the jerk, who'd been sitting just a few feet away, jumped up and proceeded to yell at me about how it was extremely rude that I would take a shower after he cleaned the bathroom. I was supposed to have a shower. I was just waiting for my towels to dry. I cleaned the bathroom for me. You guys don't do anything and it's rude to... He just kept going on and on. Now I was soaking wet in a towel and trapped in the bathroom as he yelled at me because he was blocking the door. This encounter instantly spiked my anxiety and past trauma and I went into fight or flight mode. I couldn't leave, so I started to tell him. Well, you didn't tell us this, and if you want to talk about not cleaning, how about you take the garbage bags of cans you've left behind the wall of the fridge? They have two garbage bags full of old unwashed cans by the water tank, which he told his grandpa he'd gotten rid of. He retorted, That doesn't matter. You two don't do anything, and you're lazy. I'm sick of cleaning up after you. After he said this, the jerk's girlfriend then turns to me after she leaves her room and says, Yeah, you don't do anything. Um, excuse me. I've washed their dishes when they had them in the sink and I needed to wash mine. I've even put them away for them. I vacuumed until the jerk's girlfriend started bringing dirt into the house every day, and my boyfriend has cleaned the kitchen all by himself. And they're the ones saying, we do nothing. Excuse me, but who buys the toilet paper that you use? Me. And who buys dish soap when we're out and they haven't? Me. And who gets soap and paper towels so you can wash your hands after your poop? Me. Having had enough, I shut the door, grabbed my stuff, still in just the towel, then proceeded to run to our room after the jerk had moved. You know what? I run around my house all day long in a towel after I've had a shower. So to me... This is pretty normal. My boyfriend, surprised I ran in with just a towel on, asked if everything was okay. I told him what happened instantly, only to start crying as I did so, since it's been a while since I've had such a scary and anxious moment. My boyfriend texted the landlord and told him what happened, to which the landlord was surprised, but said he would start heading home. He was out of town. We then left to go to my mum's house. Yes, I do still have contact with her. There's not much I can do until all my stuff is out of her house. 
We hid out there until around 5.30 p.m. before we decided to leave and meet up with the landlord who'd arrived home. After getting dinner and driving home, we sat down with the landlord to talk about what happened. So I've noticed that you guys have a communication issue. My grandson said he's sorry for acting like that. He was just frustrated that he cleaned the bathroom and he wanted a shower. We then told him that that didn't really warrant him slamming doors and banging on the bathroom door. Anyone can have a shower after someone else. You don't have to wait for the water to heat up again like at my mother's house. Or yelling at me in front of his girlfriend while I'm just in a towel. The landlord kind of widened his eyes at hearing this. Obviously, his loving grandson didn't tell him that part. Yes, so I think it's still a communication issue. My boyfriend then intervened. We'd be happy to talk to them, but they won't talk to us. They just glare and make passive-aggressive comments at us, so we don't even try and make an effort anymore. The landlord then continued to make small excuses for them, saying he'll get their schedules so we can work around it. Knowing we aren't going to get anywhere, we thank him and head downstairs, disappointed and upset with the whole situation. We're currently looking for a new place, because we honestly can't take it anymore. The jerk still hasn't apologized to me and acts like nothing happened. I don't know. Am I in the wrong or do we just live with horrible people? Uh, Yeah, OP, pretty sure you just live with horrible, horrible people. Look, I get it. The guy washed the bathroom and wanted to use it. I get it, but come on. It's not that deep. Someone used it before you. Unlucky pal. I'll tell you what is tough though. The fact that the landlord is related to the other tenants is obviously always going to be an issue. I don't get me wrong. That would be fine if you got along with the jerk and his girlfriend. But given that you two sets of couples just do not get on at all, it's probably about time you, you got out of there as you seem to be doing. But yeah. The fact that you don't get on with your roommates is one thing, but then the landlord also being related to them and therefore not punishing them or, you know, coming down hard on them for doing the stuff they've been doing over the months you've lived together on top of the fact that you don't like them in the first place is quite hard. Hi, I'm DeLon Grant. And I'm Francesca Ramsey. And together we host the podcast, Let Me Fix It. Each week we explore something from the past and then we pitch how to fix it for today. But forget about the past. Let's talk about the new show of the moment. DeLon, did you get a chance to watch the new Queenie trailer I sent you? How dare you send me this amazing (laughs) show that took me back to every messy breakup I've ever had. Thank God I had you through my 20s. Now you could not pay me to go back and relive those days, but thankfully we will be living as Queenie navigates her messy 20s the new series queenie is now streaming on hulu entitled parent refuses to accept i'm blind you know it's actually sad how often this sort of thing happens i mean being a blind girl instances of ignorant people are daily but entitled parents represent a certain level of infamy for me but this one just happened so hey Why not make myself feel better by making you guys listen to my misfortune? So, since my parents are more at risk from COVID, I've been going shopping alone more and more often during the pandemic. Yesterday was one of those cases. Grocery shopping is a more involved process for a blind person. I have to ask a staff member to assist me. I also have my guide dog, Gumbo, inside with me. The dog in itself increases the instances of bad experiences. Now, during my shopping, I always get a wide array of reactions to my dog, but one in particular occurred towards the end of my shopping. I heard loud footsteps followed by the loud screech of, that doggy is so cute. 
can I pet him? It was obviously a small child by the voice, so I prepared myself before responding that no, my dog cannot be touched due to him being a guide dog. Surprisingly, the kid didn't act entitled, but instead seemed surprised and excited about a dog having a job. She, I believe it was a she, how dare you assume her gender OP, asked me a few questions and then left. I thought nothing of it and continued with my shopping. After I finished, I decided to stop by the food court on the way out for some lunch. So I went and made my way across the supermarket. I ordered my food, sat down and waited. But by some cosmic gracing of bad luck, that is the exact moment that this child and their parent decided to walk close by. I heard the child tell the mother about what I told her, about how my dog is working as a guide dog that I'm blind and use him to get around, etc. The mother isn't really saying anything, but I can sort of tell by her tone and the few words she does say that she is seeing some issue with what her daughter was told. I decided to listen in, and after the daughter finished her babbling, the mother came up to me. Now, as I said, people coming up to me is super common. I thought nothing much of it. However, the first words out of her mouth were, Why did you tell my daughter you're blind? Her tone was very harsh, very accusatory. I immediately knew what was coming, but as usual, I put on a smile. Because I'm blind. Your daughter asked me about my dog, so I explained what guide dogs are and why we use them. You're not blind. Excuse me? The straight shooting words caught me off guard. You're not blind. My cousin is blind, so I know what a blind person is like. You shouldn't lie about that. I think you should let my daughter pet the dog. She likes dogs. It's pretty horrific to refuse a child something like that. My hackles rose slightly. Well, mom, not all blind people are the same. Just because you know a single blind person doesn't mean you know how all blind people are. And as I already explained, your daughter can't pet my dog due to him being a seeing eye dog. Why are you lying though? Your eyes are completely fine. You're using a phone. Don't say you're blind if you're going to show you're not at the same time. Why would you lie about this? Excuse me, but I'm not lying. My eyes looking fine has nothing to do with anything. Not every blind person's eyes look the same. Look, you're stressing me out. I'd rather you just left me alone. My daughter wants to pet your dog. She's been well behaved all through today and it's more than reasonable to let her pet the dog. I said no. I don't know why you can't just accept my answer. Oh, you've said no using that BS excuse. You're honestly starting to annoy me. I I don't know who you think you are, but I happen to work for... I can't actually remember what she said. And if you don't stop it, I'll get security to throw you and your fake guide dog out of here. Now, I'm sure you get the picture. This went on for a good five minutes of her getting progressively more and more angry at the fact I wouldn't let her daughter pet my dog. The daughter was actually silent through the whole thing. I don't really think she even cared that much. The entitled mum, however, was another story. Eventually, she screamed out. That's it. I'm going to get security. If you're smart, you'll be gone by the time I get back or you'll regret it. I snorted at her small fit and heard her huff and storm off. By that time, my food had arrived, so I started eating. I didn't really believe she'd go to get security, but with entitled parents, you cannot be sure. About, I don't know, five minutes or so went by of me eating. I was enjoying my fries, browsing Reddit in bliss. But of course, she returned. 
I heard her stomping from like 15 feet away, and she was raging on to an apparent security guard. Look, that's her, you see? She's sitting there with a dog. She says it's a guide dog, but she's not blind. You have to kick her out. Dogs aren't allowed. I sighed and removed an earbud to prepare for the incoming ordeal. A deep male voice sounded from a few feet in front of me. He sounded rather harassed. Uh, miss, is this a service dog? Said the security guard. Yes, it is. He is a seeing eye dog. I am allowed to have him here. I have a copy of the appropriate law if you need it. No, that's fine. I know service dogs are allowed. This woman is saying you aren't disabled though. Is that true? No, she's just angry that I didn't let her daughter touch my dog. I honestly don't know why she cares. Because you're a liar. I told you I have a blind cousin. Don't try and tell me I don't understand blind people because I do. I directed my attention back at the security guard. I tried to explain to her that one blind person doesn't represent all blind people, but she doesn't seem to get it. Could you please ask her to leave me alone? I just want to eat in peace. So you are blind? Yes, I am. Can you prove it in any way? Uh, no, how could I do that? And why? Well, it's just that she's saying one thing, you're saying another thing. I don't exactly know who to believe, but yeah, I see how proving you're blind doesn't really work. He then spoke to the woman. Why is it exactly that you think she's lying? Are you serious? Are you thick? Look at her eyes. They're not white or cloudy like blind people's are. She's literally looking at a freaking phone. Oh, uh, what's your response? The guard asked me. <sighs> well, maybe her cousin has those eye symptoms, but not every blind person does. Those symptoms are caused by diseases like cataracts, which I don't have. As for the phone, devices have been accessible to the blind for years. I find it surprising that she has a cousin who is blind and doesn't know that. No, I saw you look at the phone. You were looking at it. I have basic light perception. I can detect light. I direct my eyes to it out of habit because that's where my hands are occupied. Look, it's not my job to educate you on what you don't know. I then spoke to the guard again. Please, please just ask her to leave me alone. I don't care if she doesn't believe you. You don't need to stand here and mediate a back and forth as if we're going to agree. I'd just like her to stop talking to me and leave me in peace. I feel extremely harassed. Yeah, I get that. It's just that I can't know for sure if you're blind, so she might have a valid point. What? That applies to every blind person. How can anyone prove that? If she has no reasons for me lying, then shouldn't you just give me the benefit of the doubt? I don't know. She said her cousin is blind. She probably knows something about it. Um... Wow, I'm not even going to bother. Look, if you're not going to get her away from me, then I'm just going to leave. Thanks for failing to protect a disabled patron. I stood up to leave, my dog getting up to guide me. I took a few steps and suddenly felt someone grab hold of my harness handle tightly and pull me to a stop. Wait, said the entitled mum. I said I wanted you to let my daughter pet the dog. Then you can leave. No. Get off my harness. Get off. Now, understand that grabbing my harness is akin to someone taking away your eyes. She was impeding my means of navigating, so I panicked. This has only happened to me once before. It's outlined in a previous post, and I panicked then too. 
I attempted to pull my harness handle back, all the while screaming, get off, let go, help, and her screaming in my ear about, actually I wasn't exactly listening as I was too busy screaming, but I assume it had something to do with her daughter. The security guard was fumbling around fairly uselessly. Eventually, another security guard hurried over. I heard him bark out, what's going on? She's taking my guide dog, help me, she won't let go. No, she's supposed to let my daughter pet her dog, he said so. I assume at this point that she pointed to the guard. The guard didn't respond, but the way the conversation went, it seemed like he non-verbally indicated that he hadn't said that. Miss, let go of the lady's dog right now, or I'll escort you out, said the second security guard. No, she's not blind. The dog isn't real. Don't just jump in and assume you know what's going on. At this point, I had calmed down slightly so I could speak in a more coherent manner. Please, just get her off of me. I want to leave. I don't feel safe. Let me leave. Hey, you're all right, miss. Everything's going to be fine. I then felt the woman's hand being forcibly removed from the hardness handle. As soon as I was free, I immediately commanded Gumbo to lead me to the exits. We walked quickly. I heard the woman screeching loudly behind me. The man shouting, calm down, just stop screaming. I was still somewhat panicked, but I was able to calm myself down as I hurried towards the exit. It was so chaotic, I very nearly forgot my shopping that I left at customer services because I didn't want to have it around me in the food court where it could be snatched. I left, called a taxi, and came home. It's really stuck with me for the last couple days, but the worst part is that these types of interactions are an almost daily occurrence. Blind people are the targets of constant harassment in public. This woman just went further by physically assaulting me. I know I could have and should have gotten her arrested, but honestly, I was just so panicked, I wanted out of the situation ASAP. So why am I telling the story? In short, spreading awareness. It's important for people to know more about the blind experience and what blind people have to deal with. It's also super important to say, if you're ever a witness to a situation like I just described, intervene. Had that second guard not intervened for me, the situation would have been a lot worse. So I'd appreciate any upvotes on this post to help spread more awareness. And I didn't even get to finish my fries. And there we go, guys. That is the end of that story. Um, A super interesting one. I mean, the thing that stands out to me the most here is the absolute failure of the first security guard to do his job. Like, what is your job as a security guard? Surely it's to protect the people inside the mall and, of course, to protect the shops and their stock as well. But why is he even questioning whether you're blind or not. Like, it doesn't matter. That's not what's important. Your ability to see or not is not what's important in this situation. What is important and what's clear to anyone with common sense, surely, is the fact that this woman is just invading your personal space and, you know, getting all up in your grill for no real reason. Like, why? That shouldn't be allowed. I mean, it's not allowed. Like, this security guard trying to justify if what this woman is doing and saying is reasonable, it's not important. That's not your job. Your job is to protect people. Like, come on, this lady is saying, I don't want this woman anywhere near me. Take her away. Pretty simple, in my opinion. Thank God that the second security guard came and actually knew how to do his job, because the first one, Jesus, how inept can you be? Sack that bloke. 
immediately. I mean, listen, if you own them all in the story and you're watching this video, I don't want to say because I don't want people to lose their jobs, but that guy's got to go. Sorry, he just does. It's the only solution. As for OP and the story in general, I gotta say, big props for posting it in the first place. I really liked what you said at the end there because, you know, raising awareness about blind people and their troubles and the fact that they get harassed every day is just a horrible thing. It's also pretty good to know that, you know, not all blind people have eyes that look the same. Interesting. I wouldn't necessarily have known that. I would have probably presumed that, but coming from the horse's mouth, it's good to know that. Like, don't assume that someone is blind just because you can see their eyes and they look normal. I think that's the overall point here. And as OP said at the end, if you do see somebody with any disability, really, it doesn't even have to be just blindness, getting harassed by some horrible women like this, be the bigger person, get in the mix, get involved and stop this assault. Entitled mum wants my child discounts at the ski hill where I work. I am so lucky that I get to work a dream part-time job teaching little kids how to ski. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen and I love seeing them smile the first time I take them up the bunny hill at the end of a lesson. Seriously, if you can get this job, get it. I also happen to get a very good employee discount, which is nice because after a full day, six-ish lessons, I'm exhausted. Kids are fun, but I'm tall, so holding them upright while walking backwards in the nutcase tilts my expert boots have does a number on my back. I like to reward myself with a chocolate bar, a hot dog, and a pop after a full day of work, using the aforementioned amazing discounts while I wait for my mum to come and pick me up. It had been a nice, warmish day, like minus 10 to minus 5 degrees Celsius and sunny all day long, so I had a full day of lessons with hyperactive youngsters. It was so busy that I hadn't bothered taking anyone up to the top of the hill, as even in my first lesson, the instructor fast lane was a bit too long and it just got worse as the day went on. Also, the kids after my first lesson were very young, and some of them had never skied before, so I wasn't holding them back from anything. Just trying to get across how insanely busy it was. I think everyone on a 100km radius was on the hill and booking last-minute lessons. Needless to say, the cafeteria was just as packed. I was still standing in line for my hot dog when I got my mum's text saying she was parking. I should preface this by saying there were more instructors this year than there were coats for the instructors, so I was borrowing one from one of the managers on vacation, leading to a complete confusion among parents because there was a name tag on it that obviously wasn't my name, and I had to turn it in after my last lesson every day, meaning I was wearing my yellow striped jacket that I think is actually a child's extra extra large because of how short it is. But it was secondhand, is an expensive brand and fits, so who cares? I finally get to the checkout and grab my chocolate bar as I hand the cashier my employee badge, which looks very similar to a seasonal pass, so that she can apply my discounts. I should also mention that the cafeteria area is small, so we were packed like sardines. But it wasn't so near the cashiers, so I'm not sure why this lady was standing close enough to me to read the discount on the bill I was handed. I'm paranoid and always check it before leaving. Big mistake. This woman shoves her kid upright into me and hands her her card, saying, you pay, then turns to the cashier and says, we want the child discount in a sickly sweet voice. I'm confused. The cashier is confused. The other instructors in front of me are confused. We are a ski hill known for our ski school. It would go out of business if there was a child discount. The cashier finally says, we don't have a child discount. Yes, you do, the lady says, shoving her terrified kid, my guess is nine years old, towards the counter. She then points at me. 
She got the child discounts. I'm sorry, mom, but she works here. No, she doesn't. The lady points to the other instructors. They do. This child is not even old enough to work here. I kind of nod and shrug and eat my hot dog. This isn't my problem. At least I didn't think so. And I wasn't quite ready to leave yet as I needed some hands to get my skis into our car. I then go and stand by a wall because there was no sitting space left as the cashier brought up the total. Where's the discount? The lady said. I told you. There is no discount, the cashier said calmly. The lady then waved her arms like a mad person, pointing at me, stuffing my face. She got one. My daughter should get one too. She works here again. No, she does not. I finally get annoyed with this and tell her that I do, in fact, work here as an instructor. No, you do not. You are too young to work here and anyone can see that you are lying. You're not wearing an instructor's coat. Yeah, because I clocked out. See, you aren't working. I want the child discounts. There is no child discounts. Then what discount did she get? She points an accusatory finger at me. The cashier is getting annoyed at this point. The employee one. But she said she isn't working. Wait, sorry. Is this woman stupid? Just because an employee isn't on shift, surely they can still get the staff discount. What? At this point, the people behind her are pretty upset. And some are telling her to pay and move on. The lady starts pointing at my employee card that's hanging between my pop and chocolate and starts saying that it's just like her kids pass. I'm now at the end of my wits and show her where it says employee on the card. She turns red, then demands that I give it to her for her child to use. I simply inform her that I'm not allowed to share it with anyone and I leave. Before you ask, I've got no idea what happened next. I applied late, part of why I didn't get my own jacket, and didn't know if this needed to be reported or not. But no one got hurt, and I assume she paid and went on her unmerry way. I never saw her again. I'm honestly not even sure what to say at the end of that story. Uh, (laughs) Really? Even after seeing the word employee on the card, she still tries to make up some weird excuse to validate her logic? Like, come on. I mean, really, she thinks that staff are only allowed to use staff discounts when they're on shift. You're what? What? That doesn't make any sense. If you're working, then you're not going to be buying things at the cafeteria, are you? Oh, so weird. Now moving on to the second story of today's episode. When my father fired an abuser from his company. Around eight years ago, my dad fired a guy working at his company that we'll call Joe. He was a bit of a jerk, but did his job well. So no one really complained. From what me and my dad had heard, he tried to join the military after high school, but washed out of basic. And he'd been a military wannabe ever since. We're talking the big guy with a Ray 70s 4 pickup, with the rattle can camo paint job, loud exhaust, girl's silhouette pinups in the rear window and on the mud flaps, a rifle rack in the cab, blanket wrap bench sheets, and a CB radio antenna that was way too high. Joe was married too, and she was a very nice woman. Let's call her Mary for the story. She came in with homemade blueberry muffins for everyone on some holidays. The rumor was that she'd only married Joe because she'd gotten pregnant by him, and her family pressured her into it. Lots of church families in my area are like that. Joe wasn't exactly a model employee. In fact, he was a major show-off. He'd brag about his truck a lot, mocked anyone who drove anything but a truck or muscle car, and seemed to have something against wearing deodorants. But he always came to work on time, never underperformed, always lended a hand with heavy lifting, 
and never drove drunk My dad even went to the rifle range with him a few times and they liked to talk about cars together on occasion But they weren't really friends Joe also knew how to party if he had a designated driver He'd get as drunk as he could any chance he got But he'd still be at work the next morning hungover and wearing sunglasses with a coffee in hand We kept aspirin in the office for just such occasions One day my dad and I went out to lunch and got sandwiches from a local place nearby While eating mary walked in with joe's son She was wearing sunglasses as an attempt to cover quite a swollen black eye But we could still see it from the side She saw us and quickly left looking scared after this There was a string of similar incidents with people seeing mary around town looking like she had bruises and not just her But joe's son too Another guy in the office had a son the same age as joe's and would regularly hear from the kid That joe's son looked like he'd been in a fight or something and the kid was always angry and lashing out Eventually my dad invited mary to lunch and pretended that he'd invited joe too So she'd show up when she got there My dad sat her down and privately asked her what was going on I was there too and saw mary turn into a sobbing mess Joe would regularly get drunk and hit her at home and his son tried to stop him many times Which is how he ended up beaten as well My dad flared up and looked as furious as the day my mother had beaten me and he threatened to have her arrested He asked mary why she didn't leave joe and she said that her family knew about what was going on And kept telling her to stick it out for her son's sake This made my dad even more upset because he tried the same with my mother and had to leave her anyway Because she never got better My dad told mary that she needed to leave regardless of what her family thought because it wasn't worth it Mary just nodded while crying and finally said she was done My dad called his lawyer and asked him to help mary in secretly filing for divorce And he was happy to help her after hearing her story Joe soon ended up in jail because the next time he hit mary she finally called the police Then she packed her things and left him while he was locked up her family didn't support her So my dad took her in for a while And he even hired her as an employee so she could update her resume and have an income during the divorce Since she spent years as a stay-at-home wife when joe got out of jail and showed up to work He was escorted to my dad's office and told he no longer had a job and he was told exactly why Joe made no excuses for himself He just returned his name badge and walked out the door with my dad's backing Joe didn't fight mary in the divorce and gave her full custody of his son Mary and her son left town after about a year and never came back Joe stayed in the area for a while working as a tow truck driver But my dad made it clear that he was not to come near his business and he didn't last any of us heard Joe joined a militia of some sorts and moved to another city We haven't seen him since wow your dad op is an absolute legend and I hope he knows that that's actually incredible What he's just done there. That's insane I mean, he's literally helping mary out more than her own family and her son as well It's two different things going on here First of all your dad's amazing for even getting involved in the first place and the outcome is incredible and a lot of that Let's be honest. All of that is down to him without him doing what he did Mary and her son would probably still be with joe. Let's be realistic second of all her family Abandoning her after that recommending that she stays with joe even after seeing the torch that she's going through Are they crazy? It's so weird to me how people like your dad can exist op and how people like mary's family can exist I don't get it like that's your daughter. I'm thinking of mary's dad here. That's your daughter and you're saying stay with joe 
for the kid's sake? How about your own sake? And how about the kid's sake as well? Ah, oh, it's unbelievable. It really is. Entitled mum and daughter, angry that I couldn't mind read. This was a while back. I was working in a phone shop while completing my degree. A mum and daughter come in asking me to upgrade the daughter's phone. So she had a decent phone for university with plenty of data. So I congratulated the daughter and asked her about her course. She looked me up and down and said, I'd never understand. I start going through the spiel and notice they're sniggering, making demeaning comments. Things like, why is she so slow while doing a knocking gesture to their foreheads? And these types of people are always a bit dense. I ignored it. Got a bit flustered, but pushed on. The mum started asking me about the direct debit I just set up. Confused because we already had that in place. I said, I haven't set one up. I don't need to. She asked this a couple of times, loudly and more slowly. And each time I explained the existing one was already set up. She got annoyed, asking me if I was special needs and did I need help? It turns out she wanted a new contract in her daughter's name. When I said she hadn't asked for that, they both laughed. And the mum said, see, this is why you stay in school. So you don't end up like this. Then she gestures towards me. The mum then asked me if I was deaf as well as dumb, doing exaggerated mouth movements as she spoke. Then she said that I should have known what they meant. It wasn't hard to figure out. Demanded I get someone with a functioning brain cell and working ears to serve them instead. When I refused, she went on a tirade about how I lacked any intelligence and probably shouldn't have a job since I can't manage simple requests. Demanded a manager instead. I obliged just to get away from them for a few seconds. I was reeling at how surreal the whole exchange was. When my manager appeared, the Karen demanded we do this properly, since I was clearly too stupid to do my very simple job and she wanted a discount as compensation for her awful experience. My manager had my back. She refused service, informed them I was a student myself who didn't deserve this hassle and asked them to leave. The mum looked a bit awkward, then threatened to get us both fired for ruining her weekend with her daughter. They took some encouragement to actually leave. Once they were gone, I went out the back and cried like a total wimp. All right, sorry guys, we're gonna have to change up the music real quick. I've got something to say to OP. Listen, I'm proud of you. You're not a wimp. You're working hard. You're a student. You've got a job on the side. You're doing everything you can to be successful in life. It's not your fault that you get these horrible customers coming into your store, demeaning you, bullying you, being rude, ruining your day for no reason at all while you're just trying to do your work. It's horrible and it's not your fault. You just know that this daughter is not even going to make it past her own semester. She's way too entitled. She's learned badly from her mother. Let's be realistic. And she's going to drop out pretty soon. Whereas you, you're a hard worker. You're going to do well in life. You're going to smash your job, smash your degree, and you're going to be successful. And you just need to know that. Just think about it like this. In five years, where are you going to be? And in five years, where is this entitled girl going to be? And where's her mum going to be as well? She's probably going to be in a pretty bad place. You're going to be living your best life, doing what you do best, succeeding, believe in yourself. And also, it's fine to cry. Everyone does it. All right, now cut the soppy music. Let's get into the second story. Bit off more than he could chew. I actually joined Reddit because of some family stories, but I haven't worked up the nerve to post the hurtful stuff yet. I thought I'd post the funny one and see how it goes. Now, I wasn't there myself, but this was the story as told. My uncle, technically mum's uncle, but we all call him that, is a veteran. 
He lost a leg in the Marines and had to get a replacement. Now, he didn't like the way the plane rods felt or looked, so he had one that looked more like a real leg. When he wore long pants, you couldn't tell he'd been wounded, except for a slight limp. He calls it his robot leg. We live in a tiny town with a tiny town store. There's this kid who's there a lot, and his favorite thing is to bite people while they're waiting in line. I think he must be related to the people who own the place, but he's a pain in the butt and they don't do anything about him. He's like six, so way too old to be biting people. Anyway, my uncle's in town and goes to the store to get candy because he always brings candy when he visits. He's in line and bite him at bite face starts his usual thing of annoying people and then biting them when they won't give him what he wants. My uncle's watching and waiting for someone to stop him, but no one does. My uncle gets near the front of the line and the kid comes up to him. I guess he wanted the candy and uncle told him no. Now bitey doesn't like this, so he walks off, sneaks up behind my uncle and chomp, tries to bite that solid resin leg. Then he runs off screaming. My uncle laughs, people in line laugh, and the kid's probably on his way to the dentist. What a story. Hey, listen, don't get me wrong. It's very embarrassing for everyone involved that this kid is still biting people's legs at the age of six. That's crazy. But if there's one way that you can teach him a lesson, it's by having him bite on a resin leg. It really is special. And now moving on to our third entitled people story. Entitled mother cusses me out over a cake and gifts. This probably won't be the situation you expected. For a bit of information, I am an 18-year-old woman and I'm the assistant manager at a trampoline park. This happened about a month ago, but I didn't have read it until recently. So, my coworker and I were getting the park ready to be open for the day. On weekends, we usually are slammed with birthday parties people have booked, but on this Sunday, we didn't have any scheduled. I was pretty optimistic because no parties means less stress for the entire staff. But as soon as the doors are opened, enter entitled mother and her family and friends carrying a cake and gifts. My good mood withers away and dies upon seeing this for one reason. I have to either convince this woman to buy a party package or face the wrath of entitlements. Why can't I just let them have their cake and gifts without paying the extra amount is something I get asked by guests every time this happens. It happens a lot more than you might think. Now, it's because of company policy. You're allowed to bring all that in if you've booked a party with us. If not, then you can't have it inside the park. I've got a lot of respect for my general manager and corporate manager, so I stick to the rules. Anyhow, I go up to Entitled Mother as she's talking to my co-worker to buy jump time for the kids. Hello there. How are you today? I'm doing all right. It's my daughter's birthday today, so we thought we'd come here to celebrate it. Happy birthday to your kiddo. But mom, I do have to tell you that you can't have all of these items in here without having a party booked. It's company policy. Would you like to set one up? Now, we don't have any schedule today, so it's really no problem at all. Unsurprisingly, this is where things started going south. She was going off about how she called two weeks before to double check if it was okay, and she was told it was. She even pulled up her call log on her phone just to prove she did. Now, I never said I didn't believe her. I checked the date and time to see who would have been the one talking to her and I asked her to come with me down to the end of the entry hallway so we could hear and I got a hold of my second co-worker. My second co-worker told me that they had told the entitled mum that gifts were okay to bring in but cake was not. My phone, which I had on speaker and was holding between us, was snatched out of my hand by the entitled mum. 
who started shouting at the co-worker calling them a liar i took my phone back and told the mum not to speak to my co-workers like that i apologized and hung up by this point it's become clear that there's been a misunderstanding in multiple places but before i could mention that the karen began to scream at me and call me every insult under the sun the entitled mum's husband who we're gonna call hat because he was wearing a pretty cool hat apparently has wandered down to us and is standing there listening My resting female dog face must have activated because this karen was raging about how my expression was stony and how it's pretty clear I don't have kids because I don't care about how the daughter will be upset and how frustrating it is that i'm telling them no I bit my tongue on a bunch of retorts and said instead The general manager and the corporate manager would both tell you the same thing I have Hat who is now looking like he regretted his life choices Told his wife that once the kids jump they can take their things somewhere else to celebrate She got huffy but said nothing just stormed off muttering I went into the office and called my general manager boss man to let him know what happened in case we received a complaint on our website And to ask if he had talked to the entitled mum at all He said no, but being the nice guy he is asked to talk to her so he could offer her a discounted price on a party package When I come back out, I tell the karen that my manager would like to speak to her She irritably agrees to talk to him and we walk back down the hallway I call him give her my phone and stand back They introduce themselves and the entitled mum plunges straight into complaining about how I told them they couldn't have a cake and gifts without a party package How me and my second co-worker were lying and then she lied herself by saying I asked to see her call log Boss man must have said the same thing I told her because the entitled mum shrieked like a wounded banshee and started cussing him out too It ultimately ended with her angry crying and hanging up on him right after a swear-filled insult Giving me my phone back and storming away again Three seconds later, he calls me back Understandably fuming and told me to call mall security Have them escort the entitled mum out and ban her from the mall By then the kids were already jumping and I didn't want to ruin what fun they could have So I told him i'd do it if she got rude with me or other co-workers She didn't she never said a word to me or any of the other staff that clocked in while she was there Once the kids were done, they gathered their things up and left. So yeah, that's my experience with an entitled parents You know what op i actually rate you so highly for doing that going against what your boss told you to do And actually letting the kids continue to play in the trampoline park because the last thing you'd want to do right is ruin this girl's birthday Just because her entitled mum is acting up and you know going off on one. That's not the girl's fault Is it that's the mum being stupid, but the girl obviously has nothing to do with that So to ruin her birthday just because her mum is acting up would be a little bit too much in my opinion So I completely agree with what you did Well done. Tell you what though, I really hope this entitled mum doesn't ruin any future birthdays that her daughter has. Because look, if an employee was less nice than you and less understanding and less forgiving, they would all have been kicked out pretty promptly. Am I the butthole for demanding my parents spend the same amount of money on me that they spend on my autistic brother every month? I am a 16-year-old boy and I've got an autistic brother who is 14 with lots of medical needs. We don't have a close relationship because of his behavior in general and my parents who both work high-paying jobs have been focusing all their attention on him which is sort of fine with me by the way but here's the problem my parents were doing some calculating and looking at what they spend on my brother yearly which was a lot but they decided to increase their budget for him by dedicating about 400 dollars 
a month to my brother the thing is my allowance is barely a hundred dollars a month I found out and blew up at my parents asking for equality and to either split the money between me and my brother or make my allowance the same as him But they told me off explaining that my brother has medical needs and requires doctor's appointments and medication that they need money for while i'm perfectly healthy I pointed out how unfair they have been and how they were obviously playing favorites Causing me to resent my brother and driving a wedge between me and him But their argument was that I shouldn't hate my brother since the money is going to medication and whatnot and not clothes and toys After further arguing my dad called me an overprivileged spoiled brat who had no right to demand anything from them and that I should consider myself lucky I still get a hundred dollars allowance when i'm perfectly capable of working if I don't like it so much I'm now indefinitely grounded for demanding to be treated equally to my brother and pointing out their favoritism So guys as you can see although this was originally posted on r slash am the butthole by this 16 year old That just isn't important take this post at face value and actually just think about what he's saying He's annoyed that his autistic younger brother is getting more money for medication and his overall disability than he is getting when he is perfectly healthy. It's unbelievable. I'll be honest, I saw this post just browsing Reddit and I didn't care what subreddit it was posted in. I just had to tell you about it. I think it's insane that someone can be that selfish and that unaware. Yeah, he's only 16, but come on. At 16, you're still very aware of your surroundings and you have some common sense. Surely, come on. I mean, I'm not sure I did when I was that age, but still, you're 16 years old, pal. Your brother has autism. Obviously, there's going to be more money spent on him than on you, a perfectly healthy kid. It really is unbelievable and i'm not surprised you've been grounded. You do seem extremely entitled. Sorry now moving on to our next entitled people post I was verbally assaulted at a gas station for being old I'm a retired mid-60s white female who needed gas last monday before I ran my errands I stopped at a station near my house that doesn't have a large lot. So parking and turning are cramped I pulled up to a pump after circling the station twice looking for an opening once i got out my car i heard someone honking behind me and i see a young also white man about 35 years old in a big white truck parked vertically behind me near the curb when i got to the pump he yelled at me didn't you see i was in line for that pump i said no and continued to try and put my card in the reader because he'd startled me he called me a female dog and told me he was in line I repeated I didn't realize he was in line and that is when poop hit the fan His next words were screaming you're too old to be out in public You should be at home waiting to die you effing butthole The next 10 to 15 minutes he never shut up about how old I was and what a freaking butthole I was Over and over again and again He did pull his truck away from the curb and get behind me in line eventually At this point, he told me in a slightly lower tone than a scream that I'd better hurry the F up. I didn't respond. He repeated it. I said I was retired. I didn't have to hurry up. He said it again. At this point, I was done with him. And I told him, oh, I'm so old. My back's bad. My hip and my shoulders. It'll take me 30 to 35 minutes to finish pumping the little bit of gas I need. You'd better start looking for another pump because you're never getting this one. Well, he did look for another pump, but he backed into the same pump as me on the other side and continued to scream and curse me out for another five minutes. When he screamed ugly something about my mum, I told him his mother had certainly raised a complete effing butthole. At this point, he told me to do something involving my mouth with a 
human male genital region. Um, I laughed at him and said, not bloody likely, pal. A few points I would like to make. I really didn't see him waiting for the pump. I thought he was parked to the side waiting on someone to come out the store. If he hadn't immediately started screaming and cursing at me, I may well have moved. While I wasn't scared and was actually kind of amused at his childish hissy fit, I tried not to respond to his accusations. I don't know why he thought I had no business being in public because I'm older. Maybe he just hates his grandmas. I wasn't afraid because there were at least 20 people at the station and we were the center of attention. He was loud as anything. I'm also Irish and Scottish, so it's sort of like picking a fight with a honey badger. You might win, but I'm going to do some damage. I was just playing with him, seeing how worked up I could get him. He's never going to get to retire. His blood pressure and anger issues are going to take him out before he's 50. Oh my God. After I finished bumping, I slowly got into my car, buckled my seatbelt, turned up my radio and slowly drove off with him screaming obscenities at me the whole time. I never looked back. Guys, this is my first post on Reddit, so be kind, please. I'm a widow and I have been for 11 years. I've always fought my own battles. And as my dad used to say about me, I take a little bit of rubbish from my dad, a lot from my husband, and nothing off of anybody else. That is how he raised me. Yo, shout out this grandma, by the way. What badass. She just doesn't care. I love it. Getting abused by some random Donny in public. She doesn't care at all. Go and screw yourself, pal. She's got all the time in the world. She's retired. Doesn't have to rush anywhere. Taking her time. Chilling. Screw at me all you want, pal. I don't care. Unbelievable. As for this bloke, abusing random old ladies in public because of their age. Pretty good, mate. You keep doing that. What a good human you seem to be. Now for our next post. Thanksgiving guests brought to-go containers, put them next to their plates at the table, and casually filled them up throughout the meal while acting like it was perfectly normal. Oh my god, what a title. My boyfriend's cousin brought her mother, her boyfriend, and his two kids in their late 20s over for Thanksgiving. We've celebrated a few holidays with them at the cousin's house over the last few years, but our conversations have always been strictly small talk. We don't really know them well, but they seem like nice people. They didn't do this at the cousin's house, at least not in our presence. So it was a surprise. We had no problem inviting them. This was their first time at our house. But yeah, these folks apparently thought that doing this was okay. Nobody said a word about it. The only thing that I could think of to say was, what the heck are you doing, you idiots? but I couldn't bring myself to say it in front of a bunch of old people at Thanksgiving. If that was me and my mum or dad was at the table, they would have been the first to say something to me. And they wouldn't have said it privately or nicely, regardless of my age. This dad did a very bad job of pretending not to notice it. The cousin and her mum were clearly embarrassed but did nothing. Oh, and they went into the fridge without asking. Again, these are basically acquaintances in someone's house for the first time. They got lots of side-eye from everyone at the table, but that was it. I was actually hoping that one of my boyfriend's aunties would tell them off. It would have been very entertaining. At first, I was mad at myself for not saying anything, but now I'm glad I didn't. We see these people twice a year for a couple of hours at the very most. We still had plenty of food, and I would have given them what they took anyway. The old folks really enjoy getting together again, and I'm glad I didn't ruin it. They're never setting foot in this house again, though, obviously. Oh, and here we go. A little update as well from OP. Just had a call from the cousin. 
One of my boyfriend's aunties let the two entitled twits have it on the way home. They probably thought they were safe from their dad because they drove her separately, but they made the grave mistake of offering to drive a couple of the aunties home, which makes them not all bad, I agree. I'm sure they are accused of being raised by wolves. These ladies don't have much of a filter and they're tough to stop once they get going. The cousin is a normal person, so of course she apologized and agreed that the dad should have spoken up. I didn't ask why he didn't. This is the first time he's done anything I disagreed with in the six years we've known him. So I'm giving him a pass. Yeah, that's got to be one of the strangest things I've ever heard. Especially given that, yes, as OP said, they were pretty likely to get some leftovers after everyone had finished anyway. You know, especially with Thanksgiving, there's loads of food usually to go around. And OP is not going to want to keep all of it for themselves. It would probably go off. There's too much to eat you know, just in that household alone, they would have offered it out, as they said. Imagine that, though. You've cooked a massive, amazing meal, spent loads of money on the food, loads of time and hard work and effort has gone into its preparation, and then you see someone not just eating the meal, but also shoveling some into what? Some Tupperware or some to-go containers? Like, what is with that? That is so, so strange. Should he just eat your food first, then afterwards do that? Not at the same time. (laughs) What absolute savages? And now for our final post of today's r slash entitled people episode aunt wants me to work for free I am skilled at genealogy and research because of this i've helped attorneys and funeral homes help track down next of kin when people have passed I've also helped people find their birth families a lot of times i've done this on a volunteer basis But because it's becoming more time consuming and it requires me to pay for subscription services I've begun charging small fees for my time and to cover those subscription costs If I can't find what people are looking for I only charge for what I did find which may be helpful in the future Again, I keep costs low A couple of weeks ago, my aunt asked me to help find a long lost cousin I told her no problem, but it would be $60 Which she complained about She then said that she would do it herself then asked me how I do it. I told her about the websites I use and she complained they would all charge her to sign up. And she then asked me for my login info. I told her no, that's part of the reason I charge. It's not free for me to do this and it also uses my time and skill set knowing how to properly utilize family trees and other records. She's still mad about it and complaining to any family member that will listen and calling me a big snoop. Yeah, I do snoop, but she wants to benefit for free from my snooping skills. I mean, come on, lady. How hypocritical is that? First of all, you're asking this person to do some work for you. That's completely fine. Then you want it for free. Not as fine. Then when they say no, you start trashing on the work that you wanted them to do for you in the first place, calling it snooping when you ask them to do that. I don't understand that. Just because you can now not have something doesn't mean you have to start abusing it. That makes no sense. And if anything, it's just quite funny. I mean, whatever you do, OP, please do not end up doing this for free, please. Yes, the subscriptions cost money and stuff, and I get that you charge for that. But realistically, it's the skills that are the things that you're really charging for. And to be honest, $60 is not a lot of money for what you're doing. If you think about the benefit of what your aunt could get for this, $60 is really just a little bit of change. She really should be paying that. How dare you kick me out? I'm a naval commander's wife. This story was posted in our local next door page. An entitled mum posted, Shame on local indoor playground. I'm a naval commander's wife, new to the area, and I found locals to be courteous and friendly. Except the owner of this business, Rhonda. 
First, we spent almost $100 to get in. Then she refused to believe my two-year-old wasn't age four and asked to see his birth certificate because we're a tall family. Her motivation for asking his age is that they require children age four and up to wear a mask at all times. When I explained that my five-year-old, who has asthma, has a medical exemption from wearing masks, she became confrontational and told me medical exemptions be danged. Wear the mask or get out. We'd literally been indoors for less than 10 minutes. So knowing my child cannot have his breathing restricted by a mask, especially when running and playing, I requested a refund. She began yelling at me that we'd not be getting a refund. And if we didn't leave, she would call the authorities. I explained that regardless of our financial affluence, $91 for 10 minutes was ludicrous. Her response was, don't worry, honey. The first will be here soon enough for you and your trailer trash husband to collect your welfare check. What in the actual heck? How can this Karen run a children's business and one that doesn't recognize nor accommodate people with disabilities? And when did military brass officers become trailer trash? Now, after getting absolutely roasted in the comments, someone shared the business owner's side of the story. This is what Rhonda, the owner, had to say. In the six years that I've run a business, I've only asked customers to leave twice. The first time, the person arguing with me backed down and complied with my request regarding our safety rules and policies. Yesterday, though, I had a family of anti-maskers that repeatedly removed their masks, complained when we asked them to put them back on, and then eventually just blatantly refused while at the top of the play structure. My exasperated staff came to me, and I went to the adults personally at the top and asked them to put on a mask or leave the play area. One guy just blatantly refused. I then said, if you don't leave the play area to put on a face mask, I'll have to call the police to escort you off. I kid you not, he said go for it. And I did. They didn't believe me and hurriedly got their shoes on while I was on the phone. So I canceled my request. But before leaving, the woman yelled at my staff for a good five minutes before I intervened. She continued to yell at me and call me various names for 15 minutes about disability and how horrible I was for ruining her family outing. I asked several times for her disability papers, which she never produced, but claimed she offered to show me. She never did. She wanted me to fix the situation and do the right thing, but never explained what she thought I was supposed to do to fix the fact they were buttholes. I tell you what, not a single business enjoys enforcing mask mandates. Just don't be a butthole. You know what I absolutely love, guys? A Karen getting shut down just like this. It's brilliant because she thinks she's in the right. She's gone onto Facebook or Nextdoor or whatever. It doesn't really matter. You see this all the time, right? People leaving reviews that are just obviously so one-sided. And then when the actual business owner gets involved or a staff member and just shuts them down so perfectly saying what actually happened and their whole argument is just much more reasonable and logical and clearly is what actually happened. It's brilliant to see. It really, really is. Overall, good for Rhonda. Anyone who tries to use their spouse's rank to demand some sort of power is just a terrible human. I don't care who you are. If you're breaking the rules and I'm the business owner and I'm asking you to leave, get out. Stop complaining. Like, I don't care if you're a naval commander's wife. Who cares? Who ca- I didn't ask. Didn't ask, G. I just didn't ask. Now moving on to our second Entitled People story. Entitled sister-in-law stole our baby name. Now she regrets it. To cut to the chase, my wife and I spent four years trying to get pregnant before the wrong side of 35. 
We're currently 33 respectively now and are blessed with a wonderful infant son My wife has a younger half-sister that she's been low contact with for some time The woman is entitled and toxic and also her mother's golden child We've refused to let her or my mother-in-law in the house since they both blatantly tried to make off with my wife's jewelry box a couple of years ago The box contained a lot of valuable jewelry inherited from my wife's grandmother Said jewelry is now in a safety deposit box as per my suggestion My wife and I had nearly given up trying to conceive when it suddenly happened and we were ecstatic After we found out we were having a boy, we started looking into names I ended up suggesting the name of my scottish grandfather and my wife loved it So that's the name we settled on But we made the mistake of posting about it on social media Well, no surprise to the stereotype in this mess My sister-in-law was pregnant too And was months further along than my wife And also having a boy She decided to claim my grandfather's name for her own son And not just the first name, but the middle name too We called her, fuming over what she was doing And she smugly told us there's nothing we can do about it Which she was sort of right about There was nothing we could do about it legally and it's still not a crime to steal planned baby names We realized that drama was exactly what my sister-in-law wanted And she thought that by taking the name for herself, we'd not be able to use it I laughed and told her that while what she did was dirty and underhanded We would keep our chosen name And she could just deal with it whether she decides to go through with copying us or not My sister-in-law's baby daddy called me and said I was an unreasonable guy for still wanting to use the name after my sister-in-law claimed it I said she claimed nothing and since we couldn't own the name then neither could they Now before he ended the call he threatened me by saying I'd be sorry if we didn't change it Then he hung up before I could respond Months later my sister-in-law has a healthy baby boy and names him my grandfather's name We didn't show up for the birth Both because of the pandemic and because we simply didn't care to be there My sister-in-law called us wanting congratulations But we told her we simply didn't care And that if she was still insisting we change our baby's name Then she'd be in for some big disappointments Because we weren't gonna do that She demanded I put my wife on the phone But it was already on speaker and my wife spoke up and said she agrees with me entirely We were not changing the name my sister-in-law hung up on us But soon started sending emails with text walls of names even suggesting similar ones I responded back that the name was from my grandfather and that's why we weren't changing it She shut up and we didn't hear from her again till after our own son was born two months later We were blessed with our son He came out perfect and we named him just as we'd intended Well, no surprise my sister-in-law called us a few days after the birth to scream in our ears that we copied her son's name I pointed out that she was the real copycat since she had no familial ties to the name and we did And anyone who looks at our family trees could see that Then my wife spoke and said after the attempted theft of her grandmother's jewelry She no longer considered my sister-in-law her sister And would have nothing to do with her nephew either for months We were bombarded with messages and emails from my wife's side of the family Half were on our side after finding out the whole story and the other half were not now My sister-in-law's baby daddy true to his word showed up at my door to make me sorry I'm not sure what his plan was, but I pretty much towered over him I'm 6'1 and well built from regular exercise and three trips to the gym a week He, on the other hand, was very skinny 
and about 5'6" with a baby face that was badly hidden by a slim beard. Hey, sorry, what's wrong with hiding a baby face with a slim beard? OP, I feel personally attacked. Anyway, I told him my house has cameras and to get off my property and never come back. He just yelled a few obscenities at me and drove off in his beat up old car. My sister-in-law and mother-in-law called us from a different number to yell at me for making my sister-in-law's baby daddy feel emasculated. I didn't even threaten the man. I just told him to leave and not come back. And if he didn't want to feel emasculated, then he shouldn't have come knocking. They then tried to bring up the issue of the baby name again and demanded we change our son's name as he's so young, so there's still plenty of time to do it. We held our ground and told them they were bonkers to still think that they were in the right after they copied our choice of name just to try and get one over on us. I said my sister-in-law didn't even name her son out of love, but out of spite just to try and stick it to my wife for no good reason. Then my wife called them both out on the way she was treated growing up, how entitled her sister and mother have always been and how she was glad to leave them far behind. And she wants nothing from them and they won't have anything from us. That left her sister sobbing and her mother called me a royal idiot before hanging up the phone. That was no contact again for a little while until my sister-in-law called us again sometime later to bitterly tell us we'd won. She and her baby daddy got in a huge fight and he left. He was apparently very sore that she didn't let him even give their son a middle name from his family. And he said he was sick of the BS and wanted his son named after him not some guy he wasn't even related to. She then finally caved and they got the boy's birth certificate reissued with a completely new name, which cost her around $500 or so she claims. She then demanded we at least compensate her for the name change plus another hundred for the emotional damage as now she's gonna have to get used to calling her son by a different name. This is ridiculous. We laughed and said this would never have happened if she hadn't stolen our baby name to begin with and we didn't owe her anything. Since then, we've been no contact with my sister-in-law and mother-in-law. But my father-in-law, who's a very nice man and divorced from my mother-in-law for obvious reasons, would come by often and loves his grandson. From what he and other relatives told us, the situation between my sister-in-law and her baby daddy was pretty tumultuous. But we don't care. Not our monkeys, not our circus. You know what? Sometimes, guys, when I read out stories like this, I just don't really know what to say. This is one of those times. What What were you trying to do? I just don't get it. And ultimately, it's clear that you didn't even want your son's name to be there in the first place because you changed it. What's, I don't, what? If you want to get at somebody or you want to annoy someone out of spite, there are better things to do than sacrifice your own baby's name to try and annoy them, surely. Especially given that you don't even like the name in the first place, as proven by the fact you changed it eventually, costing you money, and now you have to call your son a different name. Imagine that, by the way. You call your son something, and then months later, you're like, you know what, we're gonna change the name. That's just so weird. Like, <laughs> you don't even do it with a pet, let alone a child. It's very, very strange, but hey, this is our slash entitled people, I guess. Entitled mum calls the police on my dog. I have several rescued Dobermans, but the two needed for this story are Queen, who was severely abused and is now aggressive and super anxious, and Duke, my service dog for PTSD and a variety of other mental problems. So, because Queen is so aggressive, whenever she goes outside, she has to wear a muzzle and is leashed to me just to make sure she doesn't bolt. 
to monitor her mental state and to give lots of love and treats when she focuses on me and not people walking past my house. Helping her has honestly helped me a lot and Duke is also fairly protective of us both. In a service dog way, he does body blocking where he puts himself between us and whatever is making us upset. This is relevant for later. Now, because of this, we do get stares and whispers sometimes, but most people in my neighborhood know about Queen now. Except the entitled mum and the nice kid of this story. The kid is walking home from school and reaches his hand through the chain link fence holes to pet some of my other dogs. Now, because he is technically trespassing, Queen automatically gets aggressive and tries to lunge. Thankfully, she's a smaller Doberman and I am able to stop her and just quickly wave before bringing her inside. I come back outside and say, hi, sorry about her. She was just scared. The nice kid nods and asked about why she was scared. So I explained that her old owners were really mean and scary. I said it's like when you watch a scary movie and you're scared even after the movie ends. She's just trying to calm down, but it's taking her a while. I grab one of my dogs who is good with kids and bring him out to be petted by the nice kid. And we talk a bit about how to properly approach dogs and to not stick our hands through other people's fences. He leaves and I think we're done. I bring my dogs inside, give Queen her anti-anxiety medication before one more potty break before bed. While I'm outside, the nice kid is standing a bit away. While a woman, who I come to learn is the entitled mum of this kid, is leaning against my fence and calling out, Hey! Hey you! Now because Queen was doing pretty good and seemed fairly unbothered, I walked closer, but left several feet between me and the fence before giving a treat to Queen and asking the woman what she needed. My son says you're abusing this dog, she points at Queen. Then her own kid said, No, I said someone else abused her and she's still scared. But the entitled mum just waved her hand at him and continued. You need to give her to me and the rest of your dogs before I call the police on you for animal abuse. I'm sorry, but I'm not giving you my dogs. You can call the police, but these are my dogs. I honestly thought she was bluffing at the time. The entitled mum then started screaming, which is a big trigger for both me and Queen. Hand them over! Now, Queen doesn't lunge since nobody had come onto her territory yet, but she did start to press against my leg and was shaking so hard that I could see it. This is what she does before a breakdown, as I call them, where she basically goes blind and will attack anyone, including me and my other dogs. Now, she hadn't had one at this point in over a year, so I didn't take much notice, but thankfully, Duke did. The entitled mum kept screaming while Duke body blocked us both, and he was trying to lean against Queen for some pressure therapy keeping his eyes on the entitled mum. Now, he was trained to do this so I could feel safe enough to take my eyes off of other people, but it can be unnerving. I understand that. The entitled mum apparently thought this was an attack stance. Duke is my biggest boy, and if you don't know what an attack stance truly is, it can sometimes look like a dog just standing tall is ready to attack. She then whipped out her phone and called 911, saying something along the lines of an aggressive dog was attacking her and her son. I sent my dogs who actually listen inside while I stayed put, too afraid that the entitled mum would climb my fence. But I put some distance between me and the fence and I did bring Queen with me. She was still heavily shaking and when I crouched down and tried to pet her to calm her down, she snapped at me. I stumbled back, landed on my butt, and Queen had her hackles raised, looking blankly ahead. I tried to talk to her calmly and softly, but this entitled mum was still screaming, now about how I'm being attacked, 
and to hurry the rest was a mess the police arrived and i basically had to cover queen while she struggled and smashed her muzzle into me trying to bite me to make sure they wouldn't do anything while i also cried which freaked duke out as he ran around us in circles just trying to figure out what to do eventually the police told me to bring my dogs inside and to come out and talk duke refused to leave my side so i put his harness on and brought his papers for proof just in case i bring them everywhere to be honest and we both went outside i was able to produce queen's papers and i even called my vet for proof that she is a scared dog not an aggressive dog and my vet even explained some of her treatment plan to the police by the end of it myself queen and i'm pretty sure duke as well not to mention my other dogs were all so emotionally drained we just went to bed and i called in late to work for the next day several of my neighbors have told me they gave their own statements to the police about my dogs and queen and thankfully we have a few security cameras that can sort of view my yard and the police have since dropped the case i saw the nice kid today which is why i thought of this story he slid a note under my fence that said sorry with a few drawings of my dogs and me it was very cute and sweet i hope he's okay he looked really scared when i more or less flung myself over queen while she had that breakdown well i tell you what guys if anyone in this story needs to be put on a leash is this cow of a woman seriously lock her up she needs to be in a cage again i know i always say this but i do actually mean it i just feel bad for the kid like he's got this absolute bitch of a mother but he knows i reckon he knows that she is secretly a little bit well not even secretly she just is a little bit um and it's clear that he is sorry for what happened i don't really understand right if your mum is so horrible how do you get some kids that are just horrible like their parents and then some kids who are just really self-aware like this kid who know their own mum is terrible and apologize on their behalf so good and also i reckon he's going to be an amazing artist when he grows up specializing in dog pics very irrelevant commentary let's move on tell you what she didn't just need a leash she also needed a muzzle i don't want to hear her screaming anymore shut that bitch up that's enough censoring let's continue entitled mum screams at me for having an inclusive pride flag on my back glass and proceeds to shatter it for no real reason hello all you beautiful people This is my first ever wild Karen encounter. For context, I myself am a non-binary individual and I've got a pretty big vehicle as well. With its size and me being a redneck at heart, a 2004 Chevrolet Suburban 2500 LT with the 8.1 liter, I've gotten a few compliments and the occasional death stare as people see a few pride stickers in the windows. People generally were nice to me and those that weren't kept to themselves until now right then let's start this absolute poop show so i was getting food from mcdonald's as both me and my partner did not want to cook tonight i look out the window to see a lady her husband and a kid taking a picture of the tailgate on my suburban i think nothing of it and continue to wait in line about 30 seconds later and she comes in screeching who owns that suburban outside i do what seems to be the problem you need to remove that gross flag from it it's poisoning the minds of our children i'm now moderately confused what flag are you talking about mom that stupid gay flag or whatever it's called you need to remove it now now henry who is my absolute love and a sarcastic butt gets involved are you sure that's the one you want gone i mean there's a worse one outside on that buick He was referencing the american flag and was being sarcastic this infuriated her 
causing her to launch into a tirade of how this generation has no respect for our country and that we're being brainwashed to become part of the problem. Henry and I roll our eyes and try to get back to ordering our food. After the entitled mum is done screeching, she tries to put her hand on Henry's shoulder and spin him around. This triggers him and he spins around and clocks her in the jaw. He immediately breaks down and walks out to go sit in our truck. I was in shock at the scene in front of me and tried to help her up off the ground. A nice man, who turns out was actually her husband, stopped me and said that she has something like this coming for a long time and helped his wife, the entitled mum, to her feet and brought her to a table. I thought the situation was done and over with. Oh boy, was I wrong. The entitled mum follows me out of the restaurant after I collected our food and proceeds to try and screech at me some more. Hey, you freaking better be giving me compensation for what I've got to suffer through now. I immediately spin on my heels to face her. Tell me, who in their right mind would come up to people they just assaulted and demand compensation because they got hit in self-defense? Also, calling me a slur is a surefire way to not get a dang dime out of me. Have a nice day. This leaves her speechless for a second. And in her insane mind, she decides to pick up a rock and chuck it through my back glass as I get in and start my truck, shattering it and sending Henry into an absolute panic. She tries to scurry off to her car, which, surprise, surprise, is the Buick from earlier. Her husband comes out and stops her from leaving. Oh, let me go, god dang it, the entitled mum says. No, it's time I actually say it for once. No, we are not leaving. He then proceeds to walk over to me and ask what the damage is. I'm still in shock, so I can't answer his question directly. I tell him about 6.50 to get a whole new back glass, and he asks if check is okay. All of this is going on while the entitled mum screams in the background, telling him to not sign that check and that they need to leave. He ignores her and tells me to cash the check quickly as he signs it and gives it to me. We leave and surprisingly the check cleared and we now have a back glass with new lift struts and a new latch for it as well. You know what? Good on this bloke for finally putting his foot down, standing up to his wife and not letting her get away with everything she wants to do. It's insane the amount of stories that I read where you get this like really horrible entitled woman. Don't want to be sexist, but that actually is the majority of these stories as you guys obviously know. And then the husband is like some meek little bloke who doesn't really care. Pretty much just gets stepped on. He's he's no more than a welcome mat in a home. And um, yeah, he comes over later and he goes, oh, so sorry about that. That's my wife for you. Like, no, you fucking loser. Do something about it. This bloke actually did for once. So I salute him. Get a new wife, sure. But in the meantime, you're doing a good thing. Congratulations to you and your family, apart from your wife. I'll tell you what's funny though, yeah? This Karen says, your flag is poisoning the mind of my kids. In the meantime, she uh, tries to assault somebody in public. What's more poisonous, guys? A rainbow or a fist to the face? I just don't know. Comment down below because enlighten me. I need your help. Anti-vax mum and dad expose golf tournament children and entire airplane to COVID. So my good buddy has been working really hard with his son at becoming a great golfer. He's done a good job and his son was invited to play at a major golf tournament last month in Arizona. Now that's a super big deal. It's on ESPN with celebrities, etc. Now my buddy is close with an anti-vax dad and their kids play golf together and both were going to the tournament to play on a team before leaving for the tournament and when you get to the tournament you needed to take a covid test the anti-vax dad tested positive for covid but his kid and wife didn't 
So even though they all live in the same household, none of them had the vaccine, and certainly the wife and kid are already exposed, the anti-vax dad has the mum take the kid to Arizona instead. Upon arriving in Arizona, they need to do another COVID test at the hotel, which comes back positive. Surprise, surprise. So at this point, they're not allowed to play in the tournament and need to quarantine for 10 days at the hotel in Arizona. But what do these buttholes do? They say screw that and get back on a plane and fly home, exposing everybody on that plane. Now, my buddy is mad. He's angry that his kid could have been exposed and he's angry at the selfish mum who decided to put her and her COVID positive kid on a plane. So he talks to the nurse who administered the COVID test the day before and lets her know what the anti-vax mum did. Another nurse who is super annoyed is going to be alerting the FBI and the police. I hope they get their comeuppance. It's one thing to be anti-vax, but these people just do whatever the hell they want and don't follow any rules, putting the rest of us at risk. Even with a bunch of young kids involved, they only thought of themselves. Bunch of selfish buttholes. Right then, Americans watching this video, I need your help because I don't know the rules and laws in America surrounding breaching COVID rules and regulations. I know them in the UK and I know that if you did this sort of thing in the UK, yeah, that's illegal. You'd be going to prison most likely. I'll be completely honest, like putting that many people in danger. I think you'd be going to prison, but comment down below Americans, what happens in this situation? What do you think is going to happen as a result of this nurse reporting this family? I want to know. Okay, look, maybe you wouldn't go to prison, but you would definitely get like massive fines community service etc in the uk that is in america i just don't know sometimes you're harsher than we are so hopefully these guys go to prison i doubt it but yeah comment down below what do you reckon is going to happen in this one now guys if you thought the first story was pretty bad um this one honestly is unbelievable you owe them for being sick first quick update on me i was born with cystic fibrosis pretty sick my whole life had a double lung transplant at 23 and went through stage four cancer at 30 three years ago that's all important for what i'm about to say first of all oh my word i mean i'm 23 right now imagine having a double lung transplant at my oh my word that's incredible fair play before i go into it let me say these people are not a part of my life i've cut them out completely they are the living embodiments of narcissist selfish entitled and a hundred other things now on to why growing up i was raised being constantly told that i was nothing but a burden and my mother and two brothers have always blamed me for all their life troubles a quick example of that would be that my older brother literally killed a 17 year old kid with fetal alcohol syndrome and he 100 percent blamed it on me because i took attention away from him growing up what what an insane start to the story the latest thing that happened that finally was the last straw and got me to cut them out was how they treated me after cancer my younger brother shaved his head told people that i didn't have cancer and that he had stage four cancer he got his friends and work to hold fundraisers he got paid medical time off and a bunch of other horrible stuff I found out by random chance when I was walking with my wife and a friend of mine saw me and told me, I'm so sorry to hear about your brother. I hope you're doing okay. I was like, huh? And he goes, your brother having stage four lymphoma. I know I always had my issues with him, but that's just awful. To which I nearly lost my mind and freaked out. This was maybe three months after my remission test. 
I very angrily explained the situation to him straight After which I contacted all my brother's friends and his work and explained what the truth was My brother then called me freaking out saying how dare I do that and claiming that I should let me have it After everything that i've done to him in my life, which was just me being sick I told him to f off called him a pos and to never speak to me again The next day my mother showed up at my house screaming at me My brother told her that I apparently told everyone he had cancer and then lied to his friends to make him look bad Now I tried telling my mum the truth to which she said what's the big deal? He's not hurting anyone and you owe him that Okay, this story is honestly insane so far. I can't really believe what i'm reading. Let's carry on my older brother Remember the convicted murderer during cancer and after Constantly accused me of faking cancer and when I first started chemo He was in prison and had to get like a special pass to visit me. I was alone and scared He claimed he had to leave back to prison Five minutes before I started my first chemo his prison guard escorts or whatever they were even said Look if you need to stay with your brother during this time, we'll do what we can to make it happen He needs you and my brother just said it's fine and left That was one of the most scariest moments of my life and I was alone for it Then any time after that he kept trying to force me to visit his newborn baby Keep in mind. I have no immune system and babies are huge germ factories So i'd refuse to visit his baby or have him bring his baby to my hospital room Which he wasn't allowed to anyways And he would claim that I was just making up cancer So I wouldn't have to see his baby because I was just so jealous Now his medical claim for knowing that I was faking it was an eight-hour cpr course He took at his construction job, but keep in mind He was like a grade six dropout and spent 10 to 14 years in prison It was about 11 for the murder and then in and out for various things after that So his critical thinking ability is not very high and now the worst of all my mother the most entitled narcissistic insane selfish mentally unstable parents of all time Someone who I could probably make a new post every day about her with a story from my fifth birthday to my 33rd And never repeat a story for probably two to three years during cancer She showed no concern about me only about what I could get her She used me multiple times to get out of work to visit me and be there for me She'd actually call her business associates and tell them she can't talk She's holding my hand helping me with a test or some other bs in front of me She got my cancer story into a magazine without my permission that I won't be sharing here And about 90% of the article was about how good of a mother she is She got me into a certain cross-country parade again without my knowledge or permission She just told me one day and when I said no, she yelled at me about how it would make her look she had convinced herself that she was in my hospital room every night from 1:30 a.m. to 7:30 a.m. awake holding my hand and singing to me while I slept which was an excuse she used to tell her boss why she couldn't go to work now i didn't go to bed till like 5 to 6 a.m. every day and i always spoke with my wife every night for an hour from 2 to 3 a.m. So there was obviously a lie She tried to gaslight me and my wife by saying that chemo and cancer would change me make me more abusive both verbally and physically And frankly the list goes on but let's just jump to christmas of last year, which was the final straw I went to her house for christmas. It was my older brother his wife and kid my mother and me 
during which my older brother again tried to force his kid on me and then said if your cancer was real you should have died no one survives stage four that's proof you're making it up after that i just went silent with him i refused to even look in his direction when he went to change his baby or whatever it left me and my mother alone that is where the fun begins my mum decided to lecture me about how selfish i was during cant honestly i can't quite believe what i'm reading in this entire post but let's finish it my mum decided to lecture me about how selfish i was during cancer how awful i was to my younger brother and how it was my fault he didn't join us that christmas how i am a hate-filled pos how awful i am as a son and just like 10 minutes of full-on verbal abuse which she ended with telling me we would have been so much happier if you just died during cancer It would have made all our lives better because of you i can't afford my mortgage your brothers are struggling to deal with how selfish you are why couldn't you have just died my therapist tells me all the time what an awful person you've become guys help me help me out what am what am i reading and let me be clear my mother has money issues because she's a gambling addict a drug addict and a shopping addict Last year, she called me over to her house to show off and brag to me about how she bought an RV trailer and a new truck, cash. Keep in mind, I am severely disabled. I can't work. There were times I greatly needed some financial help from her. That year, she also claimed that she gave me $48,000. It's generous to say she gave me $480 in that entire year. So, yeah. There's a fun entitled narcissistic selfish story as i've said i've got countless stories of all three of them And i've completely cut them out of my life when I dealt with her I had to take high doses of anti-anxiety meds every day because of the stress they put on me Now I don't take any Yeah, I don't quite know what's going on this week on this subreddit. I'm genuine. Like, what what is actually happening? These stories are incredible. I thought I knew what an entitled parent was and what an entitled parent was capable of. What I'm seeing this week on this subreddit, if you've watched all the videos that I posted over the last seven to ten days, is insane. It's a new level. Multiple times during that story, I had to stop and just question reality. Like, what 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 is what is happening? I just don't get it and also very importantly as one commenter has actually said cystic fibrosis is hereditary So it's not your fault op that you have it. It's actually your own family's fault Like it's literally in the genes of your mother. There you go The only person you can blame if you want to blame anyone for having that disease which by the way is mental in the first place Is yourself you dumb We got sued after our neighbor's dog impregnated mine. Our neighbor's dog would run around the neighborhood alone with no one to be found. He frequently would come to our backyard gates and bark until I would let my dog outside. This went on for months. Eventually, we ended up letting him into our yard to play with my dog because he wouldn't stop barking at her through the fence and we had no way of taking him home. He wouldn't let us get close enough to check his tag. He came into our yard a few times and we never truly knew his gender. He's a small furry dog. Well, one day we had him let in the yard to play and when my husband came out, they were attached. We stopped letting him into our yard after that, but he'd still come over and bark like crazy, trying to get us to let the dogs play together. Fast forward and we took our dog to the vet and sure enough, she was pregnant. At this point, I found out whose dog it was through another neighbor. So I told them that she was pregnant. 
this was a big mistake They asked if they could have one of the puppies and I told them we could work out a deal They thought they would get one for free But after medical bills from a sick puppy who ended up dying due to hydrocephalus and taking time off work to care for the sick puppy We needed the money back from the full dog litter We tried to come to a compromise, but ultimately they disagreed and took us to court They brought their children to court as some sort of lesson on defending yourself The judge essentially said they had no case because they shouldn't be allowing their dog to roam free in the first place But they were awarded $400 of the 1.2 thousand they sued for because the judge was feeling generous, I guess Long story short, don't let dogs in your yard And if they get your dog pregnant, do not tell the owner of the persistent annoying dog On the bright side, he stopped coming over after that. I mean, look, guys, don't get me wrong. I don't know too much about dogs, but surely if you let your dog just go on a rampage and have sex with loads of other female dogs, you can't then sue the owners of those dogs when they have babies. That doesn't make any sense to me. Really? Like, is that actually how it works? Surely not. Like, honestly, I'd be inclined to say counter sue. You were the one that had to pay all the medical expenses, deal with the sick dog in the first place. I don't get it. This just baffles me. Why is the judge giving them a free $400? Can I have a free $400 as well, please, Mr. Judge? I need your money. And now moving on to our second story of today's episode. I'm allergic to nuts. I'm dying. Miss, that's a lemon pip. So, it was a Saturday. The day before Halloween, in fact. So we all knew it was going to be a long shift and we'd probably get a couple of crazies. But boy, oh boy, we did not expect this level of crazy. To set the scene, our Italian restaurant is fairly small. A very small section in the front and a slightly larger section in the back where the bar and kitchen also are. Now, this couple, a male and female, walked into the restaurants. They didn't book, but that was okay. We had enough space for a few walk-ins. I greeted them and sat them down at a table in the front and asked whether they had any allergies or intolerances. They didn't, as we always do when someone comes and eats here. And then I got their drink orders, but nothing else as they were still deciding on what to eat. At this point, as you can see, everything was pretty normal. While the drinks were being made, literally like five seconds after the order was put through, I go over to another table to make sure everything is all right with them. And this woman starts clicking her fingers and shouting at me, Excuse me, could you come here, please? I finish up with the customer and go over to the couple. Yes, are you all ready to order? She goes and prattles off her order and then so does her partner. I put their order through and luckily nothing bad happened while they waited for their meals. Their food is ready and I bring over their starters. And as soon as the plates touch the table, I start getting asked for various things for their meal, which I was just about to offer and it was fine. It was just the way they said it. I was starting to stress out a little since I was running food, drink, and making sure the other tables were happy. We still don't know how it happened, but amidst all the chaos, this couple's mains come out while they're still halfway through their starters. Another server brought the food out. This Karen then calls me over. I'm not impressed with the service. I say, I'm sorry about this mix-up. If you like, I can take the mains back and get them redone for you so you don't have the rush and it doesn't get cold. She just gruffly says, no and waves me away. I take a glance at her partner and he's happily enjoying his main meal already. After a couple of minutes, I get called back again. This pasta you've cooked is so dry. What, because I'm apparently a chef now? Once again, I say, I'm really sorry about that. If you like, I can have the kitchen redo it or I can get them to put more sauce on it so it's not so dry. I put my hand out in a gesture to take the bowl away, but she literally cradles the dang bowl. No, just bring me some garlic butter. So I do. 
A few minutes later, I'm with another table near the couple and the woman shouts at me clicking an all and seems to be in an absolute rage Look what I found in my food Since i'm with another table I just quickly say one moment, please and ask the table i'm with if it's okay If I go and see this entitled couple and i'll be right back. They agree. I walk over to the karen Look at this. It's a nut. I'm allergic to nuts. I'm a little taken aback Oh, right. Well, it doesn't look like a nut. It looks like the pip of a lemon But i'll go and check if the dish has nuts in it Now I know for a fact the dish doesn't have nuts in it and that there's a squeezed lemon on her plate But before I leave her she starts gulping down her water and is literally pretending to go into anaphylactic shock Holding her throat all the way screaming at me. You've ruined my night. You've ruined my food It's all bland and tasteless and it's got nuts and i'm allergic to nuts She then proceeds to shove her plate at me I take her food away and go to my manager and explain what's been happening We take her main meal off the bill because we'd rather her just leave right now and not cause any more arguments But just so we can cover our butts the manager goes over to her and explains that your meal was taken off But since my server asked you if you had any allergies before you sat down, it's out of our hands Especially because we asked and you withheld that information But I didn't know I was allergic to nuts until I had one Now the manager wasn't having that so just calmly and point blank said it was a lemon pip You've ruined my wedding nights. You've ruined my anniversary I'm so disappointed and i'm never coming back here Then they both walk out of the restaurant But a few minutes later, the husband comes back in and embarrassingly asks if he left his cardigan here. He didn't. But then he says, I'm sorry about tonight. You've been wonderful. My wife is just a little and gestures the crazy symbol to his head. And just before he completely walks out the door to his angry, impatient wife, he smiles. Thanks for trying to make a terrible evening pleasant. You've been great. And he leaves. The best part is that all the tables who saw what happened took the mick out of the Karen with one table saying I need my dinner discounted because I'm allergic to idiots. We all had a good laugh Okay, look, don't get me wrong. I get why the manager was just like, okay, get her out We can take some money off the bill, whatever take the main meal off But I reckon that this karen is using this sort of terrible tactic at multiple different restaurants in an attempt to get money off her bill If one manager if one restaurant doesn't end up standing up to her Then she is just gonna keep doing this and getting free meals because there's no other way Like, there's no other reason for her to lie about this, right? I think she's just trying to get free food personally someone put your foot down and stop this horrible Please for me and for society. Love you. And now for our third story of today's episode New mum thinks the bathroom furniture is for her use alone This happened years ago at my old job, but it came to my mind this evening Our office ladies room had two stools a regular stool and a handicap stool It also had a nightstand with a drawer and a cabinet underneath for storage Which was kept outside the stools next to the sink This was used to store toiletries period supplies and reading material One of my co-workers had her first baby and immediately had a lot of attitude about it Maybe someone told her she couldn't have a baby and a career or something But she was super defensive right from the beginning She had to breast pump during the day and she chose to do it in the handicapped stool in the ladies room A few times i'd go in there and I could hear her using the pumping machine in the stool I also noticed that the nightstand was missing Sure enough later on i'd find it in the handicap stool So I would move it back out next to the sink This happened several times 
Nightstand would move into the stool and I would move it back out. I should mention that she had put an office chair in the stool as well. After a week or so, my coworker sent an angry email to all the female employees that said something along the lines of, who keeps moving the nightstand out of the handicap stool? I need that nightstand to set my breast pump machine on while I'm pumping my breast milk. And there's no other place in the office to do this. It is so rude that someone is moving the nightstand. It's creating an unsanitary environment for my pumping. This is supposed to be an inclusive, supportive office, yada yada. I wrote back a response to her only that said, Hey coworker, you may not have considered this, but that nightstand is the only storage in there for everyone who uses that bathroom. When it's in the handicap stool and that stool is occupied, the nightstand and its contents becomes inaccessible to the rest of us. Perhaps you could put another chair in the stool to set your machine on instead. Now, she didn't respond, but the next day there was another chair in the stool and the nightstand never moved again. Yeah, love it. Just uh, let her know she's in the wrong. Tell her that. It's brilliant. The only slight problem I've got is that you didn't reply to all. You just replied to that one co-worker. If you're going to out her for doing something like this and being unnecessarily selfish, you might as well reply all and tell everyone else about it as well. That'd be better. My only gripe. That's it. Entitled mum changes baby's nappy on cafe table. I'm sitting in a small cafe in a village in Surrey in the United Kingdom, having some lunch with a friend. It's a wealthy village and has its fair share of 4x4 driving entitled mums and their kids, but this one really takes the biscuits. Despite the cafe having a bathroom with space for baby changing, the entitled mum of this story, having finished her coffee, puts her baby on the table. People around her are eating and it's a small space, by the way. She then removes its clothing and pulls off a poop-filled nappy, which she puts on the table and then proceeds to wet wipe her baby's bum. The smell was atrocious. Other customers just shared horrified looks and the young waitress just stood there and looked scared. I spoke up. I just had to. You do know there's a lavatory at the back, I said, in my best headmistress voice. The entitled mum gave me a look that would curdle milk and retorted, Why don't you F off and mind your own freaking business? I stood up and I felt the red mist descending, which is a very rare event as I'm very laid back, usually. I really wanted to take that poopy nappy and rub her face in it. My friend pipes up. Now she is Canadian, another mellow person, but the smell in a steaming hot small cafe was making everyone gag. Oh my God. People have to go eat off that table. I don't understand how you don't get that, she says. The entitled mum then starts swearing and shouting about us being a pair of effing female dogs, etc. And her baby starts wailing. She very roughly starts manhandling the poor kid into a nappy. Roughly pulls up its leggings and it screams as she's obviously hurting her. Then she shoves the kid into its pushchair, knocks past several people's tables and seats, comes over to us by the door, hawks and spits a huge piece of phlegm onto our table. My face got sprayed on the trajectory down. Feeling murderous by now, I stood up to slap her, but my friend held onto my arm. Now, I did tell the woman that she was disgusting and should be banned from being in any cafe for her behavior. She then raised her hand to hit me, thought better of it, and stormed out, forcing the buggy with the poor child in it into the door and taking off down the streets. And she left the poopy nappy right on the table for the staff to clean up. We haven't been to that cafe since. 
No idea why anyone would behave like that. Wow, um, what a start to the episode. Can you believe that? You literally have a baby changing room right there and you choose to go in the middle of a cafe. Can you imagine that? I can just picture it right now. Just this woman and her baby right in the middle of the cafe. Everyone else around just looking at them saying, what are you doing, you strange lady? I'm trying to have a coffee. Imagine, like you're sipping one of these bad boys, right? Having a little cold, warm drink. Uh, don't really, it depends if you have a frappuccino. Uh, the, uh, the iced coffee. Right, you're having one of these, yeah, and then all of a sudden, oh, a smell of poo crosses your lovely nose. What a nice start to my day. Still play drink it though. And now moving on to our second story of today's episode. And you know what, guys? It doesn't sound much better than the first. Entitled woman demands I leave the bus because my eye is scaring my baby. For a bit of context, I was born after only seven months in the womb instead of nine. Now that said, it appears the right side of my body didn't form in a fully correct way. It's not that I'm deformed and I don't even look human. I just have some weird characteristics in my right side of the body like a small birthmark, one of my fingers in the right hand always looks jammed, and the most noticeable, my right eye is a bit smaller than the other and has a tiny deformity in the cornea. Now, that being said, my right eye does sometimes go a bit to the right when I get too concentrated or too distracted, and I can't control it. It just happens randomly and stops randomly. I've also been told that when I'm on moving vehicles, my eye seems to move along with them, Like when they jump or tremble, my eye does too. But I've talked about this to many medics and doctors and they've all told me the same. No surgery can fix it and an eye patch would only make my eyesight worse. I have glasses by the way, like I cannot see. And by that, I mean that I sometimes can't even read big letters on the other side of the road. So with that all being said, let's move on to the story. Here where I live, when you reach middle, high school, it's the same here, secondary school, it's just basic and advanced or orientated, you no longer have PE classes at school, but on a club, paid by the school. So, to get there, I used the bus, and the ride there that day was quite peaceful. Just one whining baby, but that's not a big deal. But oh, the ride home, that was not as peaceful. After 15 minutes waiting in the sun, the bus finally arrived, and I hopped in, paid for my ride and sat down just a few stops later enter the entitled mum and the entitled kid of this story so i was sitting at almost the back of the bus and this lady who looked like she was around her late 40s and her kid who looked to be about 12 or 13 years old came to the back the entitled mum made a loud ahem noise but I wasn't gonna move. There literally were seats next to her. It's just that they were the one passenger seats on the right side of the bus. Naturally, none of us moved. She just huffed and sat down. The kid with her didn't sit down and just kept standing until the woman that was sitting next to me left. So he asked if he could sit there and I moved to let him pass. Now, this gave him a good look at my right eye since he was next to it. At first, he didn't seem to notice, but then, oh gosh. He just stares at me for a full 10 minutes with a this is so wrong kind of face then moves from the seats and up to his mum this point he didn't even whisper mum did you see that girl's eye it's weird is she disabled or something i pretended not to hear since i didn't want any trouble but then the woman walks up to me excuse me may i see your eye for a moment now i knew what she was doing but my stupid butt decided to look at her anyway and then she saw my eye oh gosh disgusting would you mind not doing that so close to my baby doing what now i replied 
moving your eye like that. It's rude. Stop it. No, I can't. I would if I could. Now, this isn't a lie. I would stop it if I could control it. You brats, stop lying. You kids these days are so uneducated. Now, the lady's yelling actually made the driver move to a stop and, well, stop and walk up to us. All right, guys, what seems to be the problem here? This brat is scaring my baby. Just look at her moving her eye like that. You should remove her from the bus. Now, I didn't fully hear the entire conversation since the driver made her walk away from me to talk. But after almost 15 minutes of her yelling, kicking, screaming, and pointing in my direction, she just grabbed her kid's hand and stormed off the bus. The driver just continued without a word. This happened like 40 minutes ago, and I'm so confused. Well, nothing really to be confused about here, pal. Just a crazy woman doing crazy things. Simple as that. Uh, Yeah, what more can I say? It's none of her business how you look. I don't know why she's even entertaining her kid saying those things in the first place, but then doing it herself. Crazy. What can I say? All I would say, OP, is just you just keep doing whatever you want to do. Try not to take any notice of stupid people like this and live your best life. Keep doing what you want. Forget random people like this. The majority of people wouldn't even care. Trust me. And now for our third story of today's episode. I just wanted to help. But somehow I ended up grounded. All right, so this happened a few hours ago and I really need advice. Guys, for this one, I'm going to need you to get into the comments after I finish this story because look, OP's in trouble. Need some help. We need to help him out. Today, my mother was struggling with some tickets that she wanted to buy to attend a concert with her friends. She was complaining about how difficult it was to use the ticket app she installed. I overheard this and thought that maybe I could offer a hand. What a foolish thought. I continued to carefully explain what she must do when entering and told her that she shouldn't screenshot the ticket since it wouldn't work. She then randomly says that I'll have to attend with her just to wait at the line and help her and her friends enter, then proceed to leave with my dad. I was like, what? She literally has no idea. I'm in my freaking partials and I've been sleeping late just to get those good freaking grades that she expects me to. I was amused, thinking this must be some sort of joke. So I politely said, no, come on. I can't stand there in the line. I've got school matters that I really need to take care of. I'd love to go on in detail about my assignments and topics to study if you'd like me to. But she then interrupted me, saying, I wasn't asking. This isn't even a favor. I'm your mother. I was astonished by her response. I looked at my father, who gave me an awkward smile, meaning he wasn't going to do anything about it. I stood by my response and replied, I'm not going. My mother got angered by my emotionless response and continued to say, All right, you aren't going. She made a pause. Your father and I then aren't taking you anywhere at all this weekend. Now, they know that I've got one party and two friends reunions scheduled for the weekend, as well as a dance rehearsal. I replied instantly, then I'll just ask a friend to drive me. She screamed, no, you aren't allowed to get out of this house at all. Then I asked calmly, you do know you're being unreasonable right? It ended in her basically yelling that she didn't want to see my face, sending me to my room. She left for the concert with my father a few hours ago. I'm not able to focus on studying right now. Even if I look really unbothered by what she said externally, I'm currently having issues with my intrusive thoughts. I find myself asking these questions. What did I do wrong? Is it bad that I refused? Should I have gone with her? Even if that had future consequences, I was really just trying to help. 
So guys, like I said, please do get down in the comments below if you can comment and give OP some advice. Were they in the wrong? Should they have done what they did? Should they have gone along with their mum and dad to help them get into the concert? Look, it's up to you. Comment down below. Before I even give my opinion, give yours first. Pause the video and go and comment. I mean, for me, uh, the fact that she's even asking you to wait in line with her shows that she is stupid because why would you need someone to wait in line with you? You have the ticket. You, like, What's going to happen? It's going to be scanned, right? Why do you need your daughter with you for that? Are you an idiot? You must be. In my opinion, if you don't know how to scan your own ticket or hold it up for some member of staff to scan, you don't deserve to leave the house. Seriously, like, that's just stupid. Now look, my personal opinion is that OP did absolutely nothing wrong here. Like, you helped in the first place, and I don't even think your mum even acknowledged that you helped her. And now she's asking you for even more ludicrous things? No, that is just plain ridiculous. But yeah, comment down below what do you think. And also guys, join my Discord server. There are about 10,000 people, 10,000 of you guys watching right now in that server. And that is where we discuss stories like this and you know give advice and think about what we do in certain situations so if you do want to get involved in that conversation the link to join is in the description i might be able to put it behind the i button right now as well and you know what i'll pin it first comment come and join the discord server loads of people like you in there having a good chat how i got a store manager fired for selling my property to a karen i am a 26 year old man and I'm both autistic and have severe PTSD from some childhood trauma caused by both of my parents that I really don't want to get into. I'm on a few different medications for depression and migraines, and I have to live in Section 8 housing that I just moved into a few months ago after being on the waiting list for years. I don't like being touched or loud noises, and I certainly don't like seeing anyone take my stuff. When I moved to this city for the Section 8 housing, I've been gifted a brand new Razor Kick scooter by a friend to get around my new area with. And I love it. It's black and made a bit sturdier than typical ones for an adult to ride and has bigger wheels. It also isn't sold in the local stores, but they have similar looking ones in the bike departments. Now, obviously, I don't just leave it outside when I go into a store. I fold it up and put it in my cart while shopping. In general, I look kind of twitchy, so most people leave me alone, and I'm just fine with that. But touch me without consent or take my stuff and be ready for a massive freakout. I went down the canned food aisle and started browsing the chunky soup. When I picked what I'd wanted and put the cans in the cart, I noticed my scooter was gone, and there was a woman with a kid fast walking away while carrying it. I shouted after them to return my scooter, but they ignored me. So I abandoned my cart and gave chase when I caught up to the lady and the kid I tried to take my scooter back, but the kid screamed so loudly My eardrums felt like they were gonna pop the Karen mum shoved me down while yelling something I didn't hear because my ears were ringing and my brain just stopped working for a moment A manager noticed the commotion and came to see what the trouble was I didn't even get a chance to speak when the Karen started calling me a creep demanding I be thrown out Now, I kept trying to explain what really happened, but she just kept yelling over me. We were separated and I was made to sit in an office. The manager approached me and I asked him where my scooter was and he admonished me and said it was sold to the Karen and I shouldn't have tried to take it from the kid when they were just trying to buy it from the store. Then he pointed out that he'd given the Karen a discount just because of the situation i understandably freaked out and told him that the karen had taken my scooter that i came into the store with and it wasn't sold there the manager just looked confused and i nearly broke down 
Then I pulled my phone out and showed him a picture a friend had taken of me with the scooter right after I'd gotten it. The next thing I knew, he was running out of the room. And when he finally came back, he said that the Karen was long gone. I pulled up my phone and started frantically calling the police. Now, the manager actually tried to stop me by putting his hand over my phone and I freaked out from him touching me. He backed off because I'd nearly kicked him and was panicking and saying he'd buy me another scooter from the store. But I told him that my scooter was expensive and didn't come from their store and I wanted mine back. Well, it turned out I had managed to dial 911 because the police were already listening in on the line and the operator was trying to get my attention. I just told them to send someone over because my property had been stolen. I had to wait for another hour at least while the police showed up and then went through the CCTV footage. It clearly showed me entering the store with the scooter and showed the Karen and her crotch goblin taking it from my cart and the mess that followed when I tried to get it back. I wanted my scooter back and the police had to find the Karen from the camera footage of the parking lots. They found her address by running her plate number they got from that camera footage and I got to ride in the back of a police car while we went to her apartments. The officer knocked on her door and I didn't hear the situation because I was still sitting in the back of the car with the windows closed. But the Karen looked really angry and eventually brought out the scooter after some back and forth. She practically had to wring it out of her kids hands I got let out of the car and they asked me if I wanted to press charges for assault because the mother had shoved me She looked ghost white when I said I did want that But the Karen started crying and then begging me She said that she honestly thought it was something the store was selling and it was her kid's birthday I yelled that that didn't excuse her from stealing from someone else's cart let alone from a legally disabled man Her kid was also loudly crying and my ears were hurting again. So look, I said I wouldn't press charges on her if she didn't come near me or my stuff again, but I wanted something done about the manager at the store for letting this all happen. And I was ready to ride my scooter all the way back there. But the police convinced me that it would be better if I just went home and calmed down. I later learned on my next visit to the store a couple of days later that the manager was fired over what happened because he'd already had a few complaints against him and he didn't bother to check that the scooter wasn't one of theirs. And the store actually gave the Karen and her kid a replacement Razor scooter that they had in stock because she had actually already paid for my one. However, she was also banned for six months from the store for shoving me and stealing the property that was in my cart. I was also given a $50 gift card for some free groceries since I wasn't able to buy anything the day that mess happened. Now, every time I go into that store, a few of the employees know me by name. And one actually told a random kid to leave me alone when he asked about my scooter. I certainly keep a better eye on it now too. I've also since added a name tag on the underside with my full name on it, just in case this happens again. You know what, mate? Good on you for actually going after the person who really made a mistake in this story because look, yeah, obviously it's not great stealing something from someone else's car in a grocery store or whatever in general, but that's not illegal. Yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, but look, the Karen nicked it, thought it was great for her son, paid for it, and genuinely believed it was hers because it was in your shopping cart. So that kind of makes sense. However, for the managers to actually say, no, that was part of our, you know, stock, and no, we genuinely did sell that, and it's not yours that's actually a bit mad 
because that's just not true and clearly he's just not done the work or not doing his due diligence to actually find out whether that was something that his store sold or not that's a lot worse in my opinion and i think you agree with me op and that's why you did what you did so yeah for me going after the person that actually kind of screwed up in this story makes sense he deserved to be fired especially given this was not his first mistake i mean i'm just scanning over this story again i completely forgot the manager actually tried to stop you from calling the police by physically touching your phone that's a bit mad and now moving on to our second r slash entitled people story have a look at this for a title guys entitled manager refuses to let me use the bathroom because i'm trans i am a 19 year old transgender male i've been out as trans since before i started working at my current job and everybody respects my name pronouns and haven't made any hateful comments towards me for being trans we recently got a new manager karen who's 27 who transferred from a different location of our restaurants now i've been a host food runner and server for this job for almost two years and karen transferred here about a month or two ago on monday i was the only host during morning shift we were slow for a while so i told karen i was going to the restroom it comes to nobody's surprise that i use the men's room because i've been using it since i started working here after i left the bathroom karen asked me why i was using the men's room now a note Karen knows that I am transgender. I tell her that I was just going to the bathroom like everybody else does when they use the bathroom. I thought she'd say okay and let that be the end of it, but I was wrong. Instead, she brought some of my co-workers into the conversation and asked them if they had had an issue with me using the men's room. All of them said no, because they know I'm going in there to do one thing. Go to the bathroom. But she didn't like that answer and started to make some homophobic and transphobic comments about it How do you think the guests would feel if they knew they were using the same bathroom as a he she? I'm just asking you a question. Don't be such a girl about it I mean, why can't you just make everyone's life easier and use the women's restroom? It's not like you have the proper parts to use the men's room anyway Now at that point I was fed up I told her that if anybody had that big of an issue with me using the bathroom, they could talk to me about it. The women that I work with don't feel comfortable with me using the women's room anyway because they all know that I am a man. She laughed at me and said that until I get my surgeries done, I would never be a real man. I told her that what bathroom I use doesn't affect how I do my job. I've been at this location for more than four times as long as she has and nobody, except for two instances with guests over the past two years has had a problem with it if it was really that big of a deal she could talk to jason our managing partner and owner of the building about her concerns he knows me and has made it a point for me to feel comfortable in my work environments i said that i was done with this conversation and that it was very inappropriate for her to be talking to one of her employees about what's in their pants i brought this conversation up with jason tonight and he was disgusted He asked me to file a report and that he'd have a conversation with karen later on this week about what happened i'll keep you guys posted on everything coming up but i am absolutely disgusted with what happened thank you for letting me vent well op thank you for posting that story that must have been such a horrific experience so um yeah appreciate you writing it crazy stuff you know what's the most incredible thing about this is that look not only does no one else care at this point like it's been two years i'm sure everyone is like accepting of that i mean most people surely were accepting as soon as you told them right who you work in your restaurant with you it's been two years now you're working there surely at that point you'd be happy enough to feel accepted no matter what you've gone through or what you were whatever you feel like yes look i'm happy now everyone knows who i am everyone knows what bathroom that i 
I'd like to go to. And then this random cow comes in and starts asking questions, asking your co-workers if they're really comfortable with you doing what you're doing when they have been for the past two years. It's ridiculous. And yeah, I hope Jason fires her as quickly as possible, to be fair. And now for our final post of today's episode. Now, this one probably, guys, is the most ridiculous of them all. Lady says she's allergic to milk, then asks for her latte to be made with cream. So this happened a couple of days ago while working the drive through window at Starbucks. This is the exact conversation. Um, excuse me. I want to let you guys know that I'm very allergic to milk. Very allergic. I would like to have a latte, but can you make it with cream instead? Now, I think that I can't have heard her right. I'm sorry, mom. Can, can you repeat that? Uh, I want a latte, but with cream. Um, mom, I want to make sure that you're aware that, that cream has milk in it. No, I don't think that's right. What? Mom, cream is, cream is made from milk. Beat of silence. Oh, whatever. I don't want it anymore. You guys suck. I just die a little more on the inside. Fine then, lady. I'll just let you die from anaphylactic shock next time. What kind of idiot doesn't know that there's milk in cream? Cream's just thick milk. Yes, what an idiot. Friend's dad forced me to try his bad cooking that made me throw up over it, but he wouldn't allow me to leave the table until I finish it. Hey, so this is a bit of a long one, and the parent involved is not entirely entitled, but more like insane. First of all, a bit of background. I had a best friend, and we were really close, to the point where she would stay over mine and my parents' house for months, especially over the summer. At some point, she transferred to my school, and she would stay with us for up to three to four months straight, go home for a day or two, or on holiday with her family, and then come back to us and stay for the next few months. In the meantime, I've possibly been at her house maybe once or twice in my life. Anyway, during her stays, my mum would go as far as making separate meals for both of us, as I'm a picky eater and have some food intolerances. For example, I only eat bird meat and occasional seafood, where my friend loves red meat and pork and eats a lot but stays skinny. During her stays, we would also give her clothes, do laundry, drive her to school, and cover up any food shopping, including snacks. But her parents never reimbursed us for any of these expenses, despite being well off. They had six plus massive houses, always had the newest cars, and had a toilet made of gold in one of the bathrooms that only her father was allowed to use. My family didn't pay much attention since she was a friend and we had a good time. Now this had been going on for a while, so I wasn't too worried when her parents allowed her to have one of their houses to herself and her friends for her birthday. Her dad also said that he would do all the cooking and would accommodate all the dietary requests. The day comes and I decided against taking any extra food with me to cook since her dad would handle the cooking. And one of our mutual friends, who was the child of our school headmaster, is openly vegetarian. So in the worst case scenario, I could eat veggies, fruits, or bread. We arrive at the house where her dad has finished with the barbecue. Before food, he informs us that he wants my friend to have an amazing birthday. So he wants us to hand him our phones and he will return them after the birthday so we can have a good time as well. The only person exempt was an older friend, a 21 year old, but that was due to him having a small child left with his fiance and parents. After my friend's dad puts a plate filled with meats in front of everyone and proudly informs us that he made pork, which neither me 
the headmaster's kid, or another friend could eat for religious reasons. So I was just enjoying some fruits and veggies when my friend's dad noticed that I hadn't eaten the barbecue that he'd made. The entitled dad then said to me, You haven't eaten any of the meats. Are you feeling okay? Yeah, I'm just not really a fan of pork and I actually prefer veggies. Oh, are you a vegetarian as well then? Nah, I just don't like the taste and the texture of pork. Well, in this case, sorry, but you're gonna have to eat it. I've spent most of the day cooking and it's rude not to try the food that the host has made. Look, I get that, but I really don't like pork and I'm gonna actually eat something that I do like and can tolerate. You're not making others eat pork because they had their reasons. So why pick me? Well, their reasons are valid, while yours isn't. You're just being fuzzy. You're not leaving this table or having anything else until you eat my pork. Okay, that is potentially the maddest innuendo. Um, ignore that, let's carry on. Well, I guess I won't be leaving then. Then my friend gets involved. Dad, I've told you she doesn't eat pork and prefers chicken. You said you bought some for her and my other friend. I only bought pork. She will eat what adults make and needs to stop creating a scene. Now eat. So at this point, I was pretty hungry and decided to try it. Since my friend previously said that her dad's cooking is really good. I regretted my decision though with the first bite I took. Not only was it really hard and the meat felt grisly, but it didn't smell good either. As I'm very sensitive to textures, my immediate reaction would be to throw up. So I tried to escape but the dad wouldn't let me. You're not going anywhere until you finish your food. But she's clearly not feeling well. I don't care. She's not leaving the table until she finishes her food. At this point, I had no other choice but getting sick in front of others, as this pork tasted horrific. I thought the dad would finally let me go, but no, he still expected me to finish that slice of pork that's now covered in my own vomit. Seeing all of this, our older friend texts my parents, asking to pick me up. They're trying to get hold of me, but they can't because, of course, our phones are in different rooms. About 30 minutes later, my dad does arrive while I'm still sat at that table, covered in God knows what, with my friend's dad still insisting I must finish what I've started and that if I don't, he'll feed me himself. This guy is a maniac. Finally, my dad comes in. What happened here? Oh my God, are you okay? Why are you crying? At this point, my friend's dad steps back and allows my dad to pick me up and help me get into the car. My dad is visibly confused at the sight of what happened, so he asks questions. So what happened here? What made her sick? Well, she had some pork. Ah, well, she doesn't eat that. Why was she sitting at the table instead of being allowed to go to the bathroom? Because she needs to stop being fussy and eat what is made for everyone, unless she is exempt. So I wanted to make sure that she eats what I'd made, and I didn't want her to ruin my golden seeds. At this point, my dad gets visibly angry. She's nearly an adult and can cook herself, let alone take care of herself, and she knows what she likes and doesn't like. She can eat what she wants and does not need to be treated like a child. Well, she is still a child. Otherwise, she wouldn't be so fussy. It will only cause problems, and I'm fixing a mistake that you made as a parent. At this point, my dad gets me into the car, so I'm not exactly sure what happened next. He came back later with my phone and we drove off, but he was also still visibly angry. A few days later, my friend called me and started going off about how I'd ruined her perfect birthday, made her dad embarrassed because I'm fussy, and the meat was perfectly fine. 
Later, the headmaster's daughter told me that nobody actually ate the meat, as they'd all agreed it was badly made and of bad quality. My friend continued that I must have just been jealous of her life and so on. Needless to say, she was not allowed to stay anymore and we weren't friends for much longer after that since her dad believed I was a bad influence. I mean, listen, guys, as I said halfway through that story, that guy, as OP correctly said as well at the start, he's not entitled. I don't even think he's insane. He, he's almost maniac. What, what, what is he? Seriously? Yeah, I guess it's one thing asking OP to eat food that you've made. Obviously, look, you've gone through the trouble of making it completely fine. It would be annoying if I was to make some food and a lot of people didn't want to eat it. Yeah, I'd probably be a bit annoyed and feel quite bad about myself and I'd rather them eat it than not fine but then going to the extreme of first forcing them to eat it that's mad secondly forcing them to stay at the table as they vomit that's incredibly mad and then thirdly not allowing them to leave until they finish the thing that has made them vomit despite the fact that it's now covered in that vomit this is that's up there for me comment down below can you remember a story i've read where it has or it involves a person quite like this top to crazy bloke seriously and clearly your best friend or you know whoever she really is doesn't fall far from the tree she's literally just you know scrounged off your entire family for months on end her own family seemingly not even caring about her or what she's doing just as long as she's with you and you're paying for it all that's all good but as soon as it goes the other way and there's a little bit of animosity between you your best friend her best friend and her dad she's like no you caused all of this clearly not my entitled insane maniac dad you caused it and your family we're not gonna be mates anymore what a true friend she is now moving on to our second story of today's episode mum freaks at swim class my daughter is nine months and we recently signed up for swim classes at her age it's basically getting them acclimatized to the water so they aren't scared and slowly getting them to the point that they can eventually float on their back they do require masks for the parents it's on the doors, it's in the pamphlets, and they make you watch a session before signing up, so it's not hidden. Well, we're getting ready, and this mum comes in for her kid's first lesson. He's about 15 months. She is unmasked, so the person at the front tells her she needs a mask, but that if she doesn't have any, they have extra. The mum just strolls on by, tells her she's vaccinated, and keeps it moving. The girl was in high school, and you could tell she didn't know what to do. The head person there though is a bit older and seemed like she was no nonsense but she is awesome so i never could confirm it till that moment she goes up to the lady and nicely tells her that she does need a mask it's required even if you're vaccinated the lady doesn't like that though and says now that is ridiculous she didn't know and she wasn't going to do it the manager just tells her that that's fine she can fill out her cancellation and since she never did a lesson they'll refund her but the mum goes ballistic. It was about 20 minutes of absolute craziness. Every cuss word imaginable, which really annoyed another mum who had an 11th month old and a three-year-old with her. Yeah, not surprised. She then got into it with that mum about cussing and it was just a big fiasco. The Karen was yelling at the manager about being a sheep, telling the other mum to stay out of it or else. The manager was just staring, I'm sure in disbelief at just what was happening. The other mum, who was yelling at the Karen about cussing, was also using every single word variant imaginable, 
flipping mother trucker stuff like that that must have been hilarious conversation one mum just going for it just completely swearing not giving two dangs and this one you know using stuff like dang wow great stuff i did learn that even though my daughter is nine months old she thinks craziness is amusing when not involved because she was just staring and even giggled at one point when the Karen made a sheep noise. I mean, I would too. That is hilarious. After 20 minutes of absurdity, the police show up. The high schooler had called them. It wasn't hard to figure out what was going on, but the funniest thing was the Karen turned and said, oh my God, thank goodness, officer, this manager is discriminating against my freedom and that this lady thinks she can tell me what I can and can't say. Please arrest them. Okay, wow. Um, Well, the next part was uh, pure gold. They'd already talked to the high schooler outside the door, I guess. So they knew what was actually going on. They immediately cut the Karen, who just lets out this unbelievable shriek. They told her she was under arrest and asked her who they could call to pick up the child, who somehow had sat in his chair the whole time, looking like he was used to this. Yeah, probably because he is used to this. She starts yelling that she isn't going to give out personal information. She knows her rights. Before the cop says anything, the other mum says, Wow, you're dumber than I thought. Karen didn't like that and immediately lunged at her. The cop tried to stop her and I guess kind of succeeded. He didn't let her get a full head of steam. This allowed the other mum to sidestep and give her a little nudge right into the pool at that point i think everyone knew it was best to end things the instructor helped the lady get out of the pool while she was yelling that she would sue and all sorts of nonsense the cop hurriedly got her out of there and she eventually gave her their husband's number who picked up the kid what an absolute whirlwind that story was i mean if you thought getting arrested was bad getting arrested and then having the wombo combo of being shoved into a pool by a person that you were just arguing with wow that is next level honestly i I really was not expecting it to go there brilliant i thought you know just plain and simple she's being annoying not wearing a mask anti-masker whatever gets arrested calm but no being shoved in the pool to top it all off oh my god she's been shoved into a pool having already been arrested what oh justice justice indeed a short time does not mean you can go on a cruise this story happened about 10 years ago when i was married to my second and last wife now my ex-wife i am a chef and she worked retail we weren't rich but we were doing well for ourselves we each owned our own car and we shared all our money equally it didn't matter who made more than the other we were married so everything was equal She wanted to take some classes and instead of working her retail job, she would babysit for extra income and I was all for it. If that's what made her happy, go for it. After she got settled with her classes, we put out ads for her babysitting side job. I know that what she was offering for the price was much lower than daycares by a lot, but she wasn't in it for the money. She just loves kids. She took on three kids, a four-year-old boy, an eight-year-old girl, and the other was a five-year-old girl, if I remember correctly. All the kids were good, and we had a large fenced-in backyard they could play in, with lots of kid toys, and snacks were provided. Most of the parents were friendly, and came in to pick up or drop off their kids. One mother, though, would come in and just say, see you later, to her little girl, the five-year-old, and then walk away. No kiss, no I love you, nothing. My ex took in kids from 2.30pm when the younger kids would get out of their respective schools. 
kindergarten or preschool not sure what it was called then from 3 p.m for the older girl things seemed to be going well and my ex was happy then one monday morning not afternoon like the schedule said the entitled mother dropped her daughter off my ex at that point was in her classes so she was lucky it was my day off I said I would watch her until my ex was done, then she would take over. The mum just shrugged like it was nothing and set a duffel bag just inside the door. I'd never been part of my ex-wife's babysitting except talking to the kids and entertaining them now and again, so I didn't know the drop-off pickup procedures. Then, like the mother always did, she just turned and walked away. When my ex got out of her classes and saw the girl, she asked where her mum or dad was. She said, Mummy is going away for a few days. She said, I'm staying here with you. Immediately, my ex started calling the girl's mother only for it to go straight to voicemail. She had a listing for another number listed as dad, but that went to voicemail as well. So my ex watched all three kids like usual and the parents of the other two kids came on time and left. This little girl usually got picked up at 6.30 p.m. But not that day. That time came and went. Then 8.30, then closer 10 p.m. The entire time, my ex was calling these numbers with the same results. Nothing but voicemail. By this time, the little girl had fallen asleep and we put her in the spare room. The ex called the police to let them know what was going on, but said that we could keep her for now until we reached the mother. After many tries to both numbers with no better results, I went onto Facebook and found this woman's profile. I was going to look for a family member or a contact that we could call, but as soon as her homepage came up, my jaw hit the floor. There was a picture of them on a cruise ship deck as it was leaving port. I called in my ex to see and she was as flabbergasted as I was. Going through a friends list, I saw her mother. I contacted her to let her know what was happening and told her that someone had to come and pick this girl up. We did not sign up for this. Her mother told us that she would be there as soon as she could. And then after close to two hours, the grandmother showed up and collected the little girl. But she wasn't actually alone. She'd also brought the little girl's father. By the way the girl squealed out, Daddy, then ran and hugged him, I knew it had been a while since they'd seen each other. We invited them in for coffee and the grandmother told us the story. From what she told us, her daughter, the entitled mum, had taken her daughter, the kid, and ran off with some rich guy, not telling anyone where she was. The guy on the cruise with her was the man she was cheating with and not her husband. The father had called the police from our place and had them come there for proof of abandonment by the mother. I showed the officer the Facebook photo dated just the night before. He got the father and grandmother to go with him to the police station to fill out the paperwork, but took our statements at our house. We signed them and they were gone. We didn't hear from the mother for the next three weeks and we thought it was odd that she wouldn't call to go nuclear on us. Then a couple of days later, we had an excited banging on the door. When I opened it, I saw the father beaming with joy, holding his daughter's hand. I invited them in and he filled us in on the juicy details. She made big money and he was a stay-at-home dad. In the last year, she had been distancing herself from him. When he confronted her, she said that he was delusional. Later on, he drove to the store to pick up some odds and ends, but when he got home, she and his daughter were gone. All there was was a note saying goodbye and that he would never see either of them again, and the police seemed useless. She started an affair while they were still together around the same time she started acting differently, but he didn't really clock on. 
After she ran off, he took the note to her mother, who did everything she could to help, but her daughter was ignoring her as well. She even hired someone to find her. It was just by chance that we found them, and they could not believe their luck. The father said the mother ended up getting some major and minor charges. One, child abduction. Two, child endangerment. Three, child abandonment. Four, possession of a controlled substance. Five, resisting arrest. And six, vehicle theft. I guess maybe she rented a car at one airport and never left the keys with it or told anyone where she parked it because she, of course, wasn't answering her calls or texts. The reason for this? Well, they'd left their phones at home so they wouldn't get bothered on the trip. I don't remember all the charges and I may have gotten one or more of those ones wrong as well. But the father said that he now has 100% custody of his daughter. The mother got in the region of 16 years in total. She was also ordered by the court to have zero contact indefinitely or until she finishes her jail time and extensive therapy. The father was also awarded the house and all assets because he didn't have an income or way to support his daughter. The company the mother worked for also cashed out all stocks or whatever they were and just gave the money to them as well. Even though they didn't have to do that, they were just helping out. The other man she went on the cruise with owned a smallish company with his wife. When this all came out, she started proceedings for a divorce. And since the company was started by her family and he didn't buy into it, it all went to her. She was also taking him to court for more things as well. In the end, he was left with nothing and she had it all. He wasn't charged with any wrongdoings because he wasn't there to drop the little girl off. My ex was sad to be losing such a sweet little girl, but they actually stayed in contact. And as far as I know, they are still in contact. The dad got a job with the kitchen I work in as a server. I didn't get him the job. He did that all himself. I only put in a good word with my boss. I'm now long gone from that place, but he is actually now a co-owner and still goes in every day and serves tables. All tips he normally would make, he gives to the busboys, girls, and hosts and hostesses because they are part-time high school kids who wouldn't get tips. I hope her cruise was worth it. Uh, wow, guys, where to even start with this one? Honestly, look, I know I'm losing my voice a little bit, but I'm a bit speechless after this one. It might not even be the worst thing. What just happened? I thought at the start, like, maybe she was just like, you know, one of those normal entitled parents that, you know, we've seen many stories about where they just leave their child with a babysitter for longer than the allotted time. But no, going on a cruise and just leaving the- Wow. That is that is a next level. I am shocked to be fair. It started off pretty insane, but the ending amazing And all I can say is congratulations to you and your ex-wife because you handled that so well And um, I mean ultimately the good guys have got you know the bad guys stuff The bad guys the entire people of this story the kids mom and her new boyfriend I guess if you want to call her that they had all the money But ultimately they lost it all because they're entitled and that's karma for you The money went to the good people and so did the happiness. Good stuff. All right, then moving on to our second story now. How to ruin your life. So about 10 months ago, a guy goes down outside a strip mall store, has a medical alert bracelet on about a heart condition. Paramedics get called and they arrive quickly. Thanks first responders. They show up in a four door pickup with bed shell, all fire engine red, flashing lights and sirens, fire department and paramedics all over the truck. They jump out and start hooking this guy up to blood pressure cuff, sticking the heart monitor pads to him, etc. Then a Karen rolls up behind the paramedic's truck 
and starts screaming that the truck cut her off at the intersection with lights and sirens. Then she demands the paramedic look at her as she melts down while he is starting CPR on the victim. The paramedic is ignoring her entirely, but then has to get something from his truck. She blocks his way and he moves her aside as he goes to the truck. But this is where Karen pulls out pepper spray, hoses the standing paramedic directly in the face. But she's not done. She sprays a second paramedic on the ground and just for the trifecta, hoses down the heart attack victim, screaming that he is too young to have a heart attack. What is happening? My voice is screwed, but so is his story, man. I took this as my cue to remove her pepper spray and hold on to her with others until the police arrived. Still, others are trying to help with CPR while some are trying to wash out the eyes of the paramedics. The police arrive, Karen gets immediately put into handcuffs and then attempts to bite and kick the police, which results in getting her hogtied and her shirt pulled over her face, at which time she starts screaming, the r word and for the kicker when the police arrest her she starts asking do you know who i am results are two counts of aggravated assaults with a weapon on paramedics two counts of assault on police one count of aggravated assault with weapon on the heart attack victim who thankfully survived and resisting arrest with violence she's also being sued by the heart attack victim for 10 million dollars which she apparently has i mean i guess if she's screaming all about oh do you know who i am maybe she actually is a wealthy person no one knows who she is by the way clearly and no one wants to but yeah maybe she has money her criminal trial is coming up i bought a new suit for it and my old butt will be there with bells on since the entire event is on video from two cameras and who knows how many cell phones it will be interesting to see what her high-powered legal team is going to cook up but ultimately i hope she'll be convicted facing a possible 65 years but she'll practically only get about 10 maximum if any prison time a side note her husband is a bank vice president and refused to make her bail it took her 13 days to get her family to bail her out wow okay i guess that's where the money comes from i'll try to update when the trial happens oh wow a story that's as messed up as my voice what a way to end today's video that's all i can say i mean look maybe maybe we can excuse the pepper spraying the paramedic maybe she got confused and was like oh this person's trying to attack me okay i take that back because you know obviously she's just an idiot but pepper spraying a man that just had a heart attack and is dying on the ground in front of you like, what the what is that what is she doing what an absolute idiot man entitled cousin wants my mum to give her one of her properties this happened a couple of months ago some info after my grandma died she left some properties equally shared between her kids mum's been low contact with her siblings for a while now one day my entitled cousin called my mum out of the blue the call went more or less like this hello hi auntie it's me melinda samantha's daughter your favorite niece my mum was instantly annoyed yeah i know who you are there's something called caller id oh i didn't know you had my number well aren't you happy i called everyone i call is happy that i do i'm not one of your friends and we haven't talked in over 10 years and i'm wondering why you're saying you're my favorite niece i'm your favorite niece because of my kids i know you adore them i haven't seen your oldest kid since he was a baby and i haven't even met your daughter besides my other nieces also have kids 
don't see what makes you different from them What no because they're my kids you must love them. No, they're basically strangers to me Anyway, what do you want? You see it's about the timeshare you haven't been there in years So I want you to gift me your part of it. I use it every year and my kids love it No And you've used my part without even letting me know. You rent it every year and I haven't seen a single cent on my property that you're profiting from. Well, no, because with that rent, I paid the fees and there was nothing left. You and me both know that's not true. Jane, who is another one of my mum's siblings, paid those fees. And you promised you'd pay her back, which you haven't done. That's not true. I'm sure that Leo fed you those lies. He hates my kids and will come up with lies to ruin us. Leo is another of my mum's siblings. No, it was Erica, the last of my mum's four siblings. And you promised her you'd give her half the rent of her part and you haven't done so. They're both lying. I've paid the late fees as well. You all owe me. That's why you have to give me your parts. If you really want it so badly, I'll sell it for 60K. What? You, You won't gift it to me? You know I don't have that much. And with what you're asking for, I could just buy one for myself. Why are you so mean? I'm not mean. That is the asking price of my share. Take it or leave it. You know I don't have any money. That's why I'm telling you to give it to me. No, it's also your cousin's property and I'm giving it to them. You should ask them. Oh, you're breaking my kid's heart. You know how much they love it. Think about it. You're the one that's wrong. My share is worth 60,000. The property's worth over 300. But you're delusional. It's not worth that much. Pots meet kettle. You're calling me delusional for knowing how much my properties are worth and asking for a reasonable price, yet you're asking me to gift it to you. Who's the one being delusional here? Uh, but, uh, but think about my kids. What about them? We all know you use them to get sympathy and get whatever you want. That's not true. Really? All you've said is how much your kids love going, yet you have a timeshare at Orlando and haven't used it because your kids prefer the beach than Disney. And we've all heard them asking you when you're going to take them. Don't waste my time anymore. I've got other things to do. Goodbye. After my mum hung up, my entitled cousin went to Facebook to rant about her evil aunt who didn't want to give her the timeshare. It didn't take long before Jane's son, Leo, and Erica commented that she was asking them to gift their parts as well. So mum wasn't wrong. To be honest with you guys, I actually slightly do admire the cheek of this woman just going through every family member who has a share in that house and saying, oh, my kids really need it. Please just give me your share. No one else's. Don't worry. Is the eventual plan just to end up with the entire house and live in it? I don't know. Honestly, I kind of rate it. doesn't really work that well when everyone comes together and says, oh yeah, has this person been asking for your share of the house as well? Yes, yes, yes. Oh wait, she's asked all of us. What a cow. Now for our next entitled people story. The fact that you declared yourself woke doesn't mean you're entitled to stuff about my private life. Little disclaimer, guys. I'm cringing to use the word woke, but that's the most fitting description there is. So first, some background. After me and my long-term girlfriend parted ways in early 2021 due to opposite long-term goals, I was down. But then I met my now girlfriend, Julia, at work. Julia shares my screwed up sense of humor and it's just pleasant for me being with her and I can be myself around her with all my stupid jokes. But here's a thing about Julia. Julia was born as Julian and lived for 15 years as Julian before the hormones, surgery, and all the legal stuff. She told me as soon as we got closer and told me that she would understand it if it was a red flag for me and that she wouldn't hold a grudge if I couldn't handle it. To be honest, at first I was taken aback, but it was nothing big for me. 
I love her and she's beautiful. From the short blue hair, her piercings and tunnels, to the one and a half head she's shorter than me. We both work at the hospital. I'm a nurse while she works as a lab tech. So word got around that I date the trans girl in the lab and that was the number one talk for some days, but it died down. Sure, I got some questions like, is that really okay for you? You know, the whole trans thing or nice things like respect, I couldn't do it, but those I can smile away. I have a particularly nosy coworker. She's one of the nurses. Let's call her, well, Karen. Karen is that kind of nurse which does okay work but never works overtime and always wants the weekends off because she's got stuff to do, like everyone else doesn't have a private life. She's the nosy kind and mostly the one who spreads hospital gossip like corona in early 2020. Yeah, still a bit too recent to make jokes about it, isn't it? I don't know. If you can't joke, just cry. But it wasn't just harmless stuff. She started the rumor that one of our attendings had an affair with an intern at the Christmas party, although we just drove her home. So she started badgering me about information about Julia's and my relationship. Stuff like, isn't that a problem for you? Or does she have a, you know what? But I shot that down pretty quickly. I nipped it in the butt, as you Americans may say. But today really took the cake. This happened during my smoke break. Yeah, I know smoking is bad, but I stopped with overdosing myself with caffeine, so I need nicotine because without it, I may be flipping over an ambulance like frickin' Hulk. Anyway, Karen says, Oh, hi, OP. I innerly sigh and maybe burn down half my cigarette with one drag. Hi, Karen. What's up? Smoking. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, I see that. Um, so how is Julia? Fine. Everything fine between you two? Yep. So, uh, you've been with her i record scratch and look up uh what oh come on don't give me that you know what i mean uh i don't really think that's your business karen oh come on don't be such a prude don't be shy i won't judge you i am the german equivalent to being woke to be honest i don't know which word she used i'll pass thanks what happens between julia and me stays between julia and me oh come on you told nadia That's my work wife and best friend since nursing school. Why not me? Well, no, because Nadia is actually my friend. I didn't talk about it with Frank, another male nurse. Nice guy, but we aren't more than co-workers who talk about the NFL. So why would I say it to you? Oh, you know, I'm just interested in looking out for my fellow co-workers. So tell me. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that, Karen. I proceed to take my last drag from my cigarettes and put it out in the ashtray because I'm not a pig and like our janitor. I proceeded to walk away. I'll ask Julia then. Girls aren't as prudish as you guys. I laughed while I walked back in. Julia isn't going to tell her anything. Because I know one thing for sure. Julia hates her guts. Because Karen gave her a bad time for being trans when she started working at the hospital. I told Nadia about it and she chuckled. But she warned me of the incoming poop storm. Because I angered Queen Karen, the queen of the middle-aged gossip nurses. But now what? I'm together with the girl I love and I work in this soul-sucking snake pit of a hospital long enough to stand my ground. Yes, bro. Good on you for standing up for yourself, mate. Honestly, it's actually crazy. I can't even begin to imagine how horrible that must be having everyone say, oh yeah, are you sure about your relationship? And by the way, someone's saying, yo, big respect, bro. I couldn't do it myself. 
That's actually like the craziest comment of all time. My God, well, look, you love her and you know that, so you're absolutely fine. Try and ignore these people. You seem to be doing a good job. <laughs> Honestly, some of the comments that you're getting must just be horrific, and I feel so bad for you. It's also weird that she keeps asking about it, isn't it? Almost as if she wants to get in the mix. Does she want a little threesome? That's my question, and only Karen knows the answer. So I'm going to get her in the next episode on my channel and interview her, 100%. And now for our third story of today's episode. Office Leech wants good hand cream. This happened earlier today. One of the girls in my office, Sabrina, is known to be a bit of a selfish ditz. Nothing too over the top, just the standard we'll borrow your umbrella and not return it, we'll go into your drawer to grab painkillers, etc. She once dropped part of her lunch on the ground and stood there staring at it until someone else cleaned it up for her. Today, she was in fine form, stopping by my desk. She said a quick, hi, how are you? And as she was saying this, grabbed my tube of hand cream and helped herself. Yeah, a bit irritating, but okay. She walked off without waiting for me to finish my sentence and stopped two desks over and did the same thing to another co-worker, this time helping herself to perfume. I tucked my hand cream away in my desk. A few hours later, I'm on a call and I see a hand on my desk. She's returned, this time not bothering to even try and say something or get my attention. She fumbles in the spot where the cream should be for a moment before seeing it's gone. She frowns and waits for me to finish my call. After my call, I offer her a sample tube of a different brand of hand cream and tell her she can have it. She looks at it and says, no, I prefer the other one, and then leaves. She goes back to her desk and posts in the office chat, Hi team, does anyone have any hand cream? One of the team offers her some basic brand and once again, she turns up her nose. She's clearly waiting for me to offer her mine. I just typed in the chat, I offered you a whole tube, lol. She did not respond. Yeah, no, I rate that from you, OP. You gotta out her. Come on. Like, what's she doing? Seriously. It's only hand cream. Like, how expensive is hand cream? Can't be that much, can it? Just go down to the shop and buy some, you you big fat fraud. Come on. And also, how many times, realistically, talk to me, do you need to put hand cream on per day? Multiple times a day? I mean, look at my hands. Seriously, look at them. Do you want to know the last time I put hand cream on? The answer's never. They're absolutely glowing, okay? So, uh, yeah, think about that. And now for our final post of this episode. Drop everything for this non-emergency. So, this happened two days ago, and I'm still annoyed by it. I was waiting outside my husband's work for him, as he doesn't drive. It was past closing time, but I didn't mind as he often works a little later to help unload trucks or take care of loose ends. I get a call from my mum, which I begrudgingly answer only to be blasted by the sounds of my mother in hysterics and my brother, let's call him Kevin, wailing in the background. I can't hear what they're saying, but I can hear my mum saying something is broken and Kevin saying he's dying. She begged me to come there and help. I called my husband and asked if we could leave as I think there was a crisis. Yes, he wasn't thrilled, but he managed to slip away. We get to my mum's. My husband went to go check up on their dog as it was locked outside and crying. I go inside and my mum is still in hysterics. Kevin comes to me and he looks completely fine. He insists though that something is broken in his arm because when he moves it, it feels weird and his body feels skew. I told him there wasn't anything I could really do, but I would drive Kevin to the hospital if he wanted to. But neither of them wanted that? My mum kept working herself into a state, so I told her if she can't get herself under control, I'm going home. She started crying harder and said that no one wants to help her. She then asked me to find someone to help her in the complex, which my husband and I gladly agreed to. We couldn't find anyone, so we went to the guy my mum was seeing until Kevin assaulted him with a spanner. 
He didn't want to get involved as he's tired of the drama and it sounds like nothing is wrong I then voiced my suspicion that kevin took something that's making him hallucinate the issue My husband and my mum's ex agreed My mum started to blow up my phone. So we headed back kevin had calmed down by this point But my mum started screaming again, which was working him up I had to chase her away so I could figure out what was going on I had my brother move both his arms and I couldn't see anything wrong So I told him that I thought it was just a muscle spasm I said to him to lie down for a bit and take a painkiller when he gets up For once kevin chose not to be a douche and he listened I let the dog back in as she's been outside for hours without water My mum then walked into the room and started shouting about the dog which woke my brother up I told my mum to stop and let him rest for a bit But she carried on about how it's not fair that the dog needs to be fed And that she has so much work to do And that there's no one to help her and take care of her It's always annoyed me when she says stuff like this Because she's a grown woman And no matter what she thinks of the dog It didn't ask to be there I told her again she needs to control herself or I'm leaving She then goes off about how no one cares about her And no one takes care of her She started going on about how she's in debt and the bank won't return her money that got stolen out of her accounts And how it's unfair that someone she loaned money from is asking to be paid back My god, she used to do this with my grandparents so they give her money and now she's trying it with me What a woman I let her go on for a little bit But I eventually told her that she needs to calm down and I can't help her if she refuses to listen I told her I had to go home and she should take advantage of my brother's sleep state to get work done She clammed up and let me leave at that point I'm still upset by it not because it was such a minor thing But the fact that i'm expected to drop everything whenever there is trouble there My mother acts like i'm supposed to be at her side whenever she wants me to be and I just can't do it anymore Sorry for the rants, but I felt it would be good to share Well, if any of you have parents like this, first of all, I'm very sorry. Um, that must be tough Second of all, have you got any stories like this one where they've really demanded your help when they really don't need it And they can't really live on their own They're always kind of like asking after you needing your help getting you to come around whatever whatever I want to hear down below now for me personally fortunately my parents are not like this They can actually live on their own incredibly. I mean who knew parents could do that? I didn't but uh yeah comment down below i want to hear your stories about people like this so there we go guys that is going to do it for this special episode really hope you enjoyed it you've really loved the last two they are two of my best performing videos for the past six months or so so if you guys continue to love them which you seem to be doing i'm going to keep making them those two are on screen right now here all linked in the description down below subscribe to my channel if you are new around here and you want more long videos like this one i post so daily these days uh, pretty impressive i do say so myself and yeah i'll see you guys all tomorrow with a normal reddit episode why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing we wondered the same thing So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.